you tell me after 15 days of no food and body heat, you don't eventually just bone even by accident? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. This episode of Sincast is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema streaming exceptional films from around the globe. Each day, Mubi introduces a new gem and you have one month to watch it. From cult classics to acclaimed masterpieces, every film is hand-selected by experts. Try Mubi free for 30 days at mubi.com slash cinemasins. That's mubi.com slash cinemasins for your extended free trial. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. So yes, sir. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh yeah. 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 I watched Full Metal Jacket the other day. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. You feel still the same way about it? Yeah. It's, it's not, I'm, I've never been super fond of it. I enjoy the first hour more than the second hour, but I don't like love any of it. What is the line? You look like a guy who would fuck a guy's ass without having the courtesy to give him a reach around. Yeah. 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 I like the scene where he makes him eat the donut and everybody else has to do push-ups and he's like they're paying for it you eat it yeah he shoves it in his mouth yeah uh so, from, <laughs> that was a way to hope that is sorry <laughs> no uh I, I i it was it's totally my fault i asked what what he thought about it uh and then uh for music video since barrett share ten hut Hey, yeah. there there's an go. officer on deck that's right i hate that ending of a few good men so much yeah mm. it's so it's not honest. It's not true to the rest of the movie. Like he does this Couldn't whole thing he have about just saluted how, him, and that meant the same thing. Yes, and, and like yeah, I understand that he's not an officer, and he puts his hand in his pockets and all that stuff. But it's so fucking cheesy. By the way, Lieutenant Weinberg dis a fucking peers mm. from that last thing. Like there's this mm. glamour shot about like you know the the family walks out, and then Downey walks out, and then Demi Moore walks out. Fucking Weinberg just disappears. Because I was looking for I was like, oh, Sam's still there, right? Mm-hmm. And then fucking Kevin Bacon walks out. Yeah. And yeah, he's poof. Yeah. You, yeah. Lieutenant Weinberg. Yeah. yeah. That is, that's, that's never going to not stand out to me now after you po- called it. Because it's so weird. Like, why he could have pointed to somebody in the fifth row and said, you, Mrs. Brown. <laughs> and mean, it would have been just the same. Crack up every time. I guess, I mean, I guess he technically wasn't there during that last scene, maybe. And they, they had money issues or something. Who knows? I don't oh, know. Oh, maybe not. I guess so. Because they, they have that nice little pan across when they're reading or the verdict it, and all that. Or is it just that he's there and they just, uh, he just didn't make the footage? Oh, wait. No. I was going to say, he comes in with the airman from the other airfield. No, he's, he goes back to the seat that he Yeah, he's there the because table. when they read the verdict, it, it pans across Tom Cruise and Demi Moore and, uh, and him. And then to Dawson and Downey. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to go back on our road trip today. Road trip. On the road again. The most time-honored tradition of all. The road trip. Oh, the places you'll go. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Uh, it'll be part three, final part of Texas. That's right. Um, Spend some time in Texas. Yes, Shotgun indeed. Bang! How does it hang? What's yes. up with that thing? I want to know how does it hang. That's the new Kid Rock, right? No, it's a song from like the nineties, or it's oh. like a Queen Queen Latifah song. Shotgun oh. bang! What's up with that thing? I want to know how does it hang. Hmm. Straight up. Wait, wait. It might be a might be a Salt and Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> type it in type it in yeah. shotgun bang what's up with that thing it, i'm not crazy no you we we believe you <clears throat> barrett barrett i believe you believe me i don't believe barrett believes me he's giving me a look 
Like my music references aren't on It point. is salt and pepper. There we go. Shotgun bang. It's What's shoop. up with that thing? I want to know. How does it hang? It's, it's from shoop. shoop which is, means it's from Deadpool. Awesome. Yeah. All right, there you go. Salt and pepper were fine, man. They weren't bad. Indeed. I liked their MC. Spinderella? I, I actually am really glad you knew the name because I didn't remember the oh, yeah. name, but I did like the MC. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay, so uh, on to part three of Texas. Uh, we'll start off on our alphanumeric list with the Alamo. Ooh. Yeah, so this is the the the, the rest of the, the detritus of the cities that we haven't covered. We covered Austin and then like Texas at large, uh, but this is Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the Alamo. Have you ever been? No. I have been to the Alamo, and first of all, it's just a wall now, uh, a front-facing wall, and it's tiny. Yeah? What happened it's so to tiny. the Alamo? I think they, they knocked some of it down. Why? Most of it down. I don't know. Pee-wee went there. To get to the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard San Antonio is a lovely city. San Antonio is a great city. Yeah, I'd like it's to right, down there. There's a river walk. There's the river running through it, and, and they've got like... <laughs> Yeah. They've got like shops and restaurants and stuff like that built up around it, and you follow that down, and you end up at the Alamo. So I was like, "Oh, cool! It's the Alamo!" And it was it was like a miniature version of the Alamo. But by the way, this movie I kind of like. Is this Dennis Quaid? Yeah, yeah this is Dennis Quaid, Billy, Billy Bob, Bob, and uh, Jason the, Patrick. Isn't it the same guy who directed the Rookie uh, too? The uh, or the it might be. Uh, I only saw John, this. John Lee Hancock. I think is his name. That sounds right. Maybe he and Dennis Quaid have like a personal relationship. Uh, yeah, John Lee Hancock. I didn't hate this movie, but it came on the heels of better movies for me, like The Patriot. But I, I only watched it the once. I can't really speak with authority on it. Yeah, it's good. This is actually a, a really good Billy Bob Thornton performance because he's, he's playing Crockett, Davy Crockett. Right? Yeah. And as I said before, when we were talking about the ballad of Davy Crockett or whatever the name of the movie was, Davy Crockett was a badass. Like mm-hmm. he was um, he was a senator for a while. And then like. He was just so into to battle and stuff like that that mm-hmm. uh, he showed up at the Alamo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it, Billy Bob plays him as a badass, and I like it. I yeah. Like it. It's a good movie. I've never seen it. Um, I, I, did, I heard just like average or blah things about it, so I never uh, sought it out. It's not spectacular, but it, it's a very good retelling. I mean, everybody's heard about the Alamo and Santa Ana and all that stuff, uh, but it's it's cool the way that they, they do it. Jason Patrick sighting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the next one is a big one. Apollo 13. Oh, uh, Houston, we have a problem, of course. And uh-huh. you know what? I bet people in Houston are tired of, as tired of hearing that as Kansas people are hearing. We're not in Kansas anymore. I bet That's you true. Are. Houston, we have a problem has been said on just about everything involving Houston whenever there's a problem of some sort there. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the Houston Astros aren't playing very well. Houston, we have a problem. I'm pretty sure every single day it's the main headline on the front page of the newspaper. Yeah. Houston, we have a It's just the contents of the story are always different. Sometimes it's a political <laughs> yeah, fracas. Right, right. Sometimes it's infrastructure they and have transit. To use, like different colors and stuff so they can you know that it's a different day they have like threat levels for houston we have a problem if it's orange it's a big ass yeah, problem yeah if it's green it's just some guy can't get his dick hard yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> tommy in sales can't get his dick hard area man area man <laughs> that's like that's like one of those like uh those the onion always has those like just headlines <laughs> yeah and that's the area area man lamp <laughs> says houston we have a problem yeah exactly uh aside from that though apollo 13 is excellent it's uh ron howard's best movie yes uh it uh it takes uh, a situation where you know the outcome mm-hmm. 
and makes it tense as fuck, but it also is smart as fuck, too, and it's because the people back then were smart as fuck. <laughs> but just the way that they solve problems is very, very entertaining to me. Uh, like how they, they have, okay, this is what they have on the shuttle. Can we make air filters out of this? Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, just all the little problems. I love how they keep comparing the shuttle's power to like a coffee maker or, you know, like this is, that's about how much they're running on right now. Yeah. And you're talking about space and it's like, uh, you know, it's, uh, they're just running on something as small as a coffee maker. Anyway, Apollo 13 is awesome. Yeah. It rules. Mm -hmm. It rules hard, especially when the ghosts happen. Yes. I'm joking. Mm-hmm. There's no ghosts in that. Yeah, night. there's a what is, no there Space is a ghosts. there is a there's a what is it just called Apollo is it Apollo 5 or 6 yes. or Yeah, yeah, that's what I must I must have been thinking yeah, about. Yeah, cuz there's a Oh, I know what you're talking 18. about. Yeah, Apollo yeah. 18. Apollo 18. Apollo 18. It's a found footage oh, thing, isn't it? Oh, it's a piece it? of shit. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it is a found footage. It is a found footage thing and like oh, it's awful. <laughs> I, I was so excited for that movie too. Mm. But anyway, Apollo 13 um uh it still has that just that great like i don't think that their re-entry was nearly as dramatic as the movie makes it out to me i think it was like pretty much like oh okay you know it came through and then but just like in argo they decided to make you know the that last scene super tense or whatever it is but super tense but if you were if we're living in these hyper realized worlds when we're doing adaptations and stuff like that that scene is one of my favorites of all time just because there's so many cuts to all the characters who are all in anticipation of this shuttle coming down and the fact that if it goes long too long it means they've burned up in re-entry and all that uh but there's that that one shot with that great james horner score going mm-hmm. on that one shot of the entire space control just watching at watching screens and everything and this the just the one thing of ed harris like sitting there going you know houston to blah 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 are you there and you know just over and over and over um i love ed harris in this movie yeah yeah uh, <laughs> uh you know the the everybody's like pretty much like written them off the like the the business guys have and everything and uh you know he's like uh it's like oh it's gonna be a it's gonna be a disaster he's like excuse me sir I think this is going to be our finest hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just like all the, all the times people are like, we can't do this and all that. He's like, God damn it. I want to, you know, Ed Harris, like you're going to, you're going to go to the wall for that guy. You know what? Uh, Ed Harris has had a sneaky, like amazing Cecil B. DeMille award winning career, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Has he ever gotten an Oscar? Mm. I think for Pollock. Oh, that sounds right. I think he won for Pollock. But yeah, like he's, he's been an amazing movies and he's been amazing in movies too yes. Yes. a lot yes i mean jesus oh, he's Christ. been nominated for four he's never won one yeah i mean uh he was nominated for this too um, glenn gary glenn ross the abyss apollo 13 truman show pollock beautiful mind he's really good in that the rock the hour the history of violence yeah. the, <laughs> the rock, rock. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um hey man he was a wronged marine <laughs> he was um but uh but yeah everybody's everybody in this is is fun like bill paxton's bill paxton's fun I and mean, he's uh he's sick most of the time yeah. when he's in the but uh i just love that part where he's like they're like um where where hanks is like i'm gonna i'm gonna eat something and uh and, go, and paxton's like oh i'm hungry and he's like he's like you want to eat too and he's like he's like man i could eat the ass out of a dead rhinoceros <laughs> 
Didn't gross. he get the clap or something like that? Uh, no, he like he the, was just sick. Uh, yeah, it was something like measles or something. But uh, he he makes a joke that Jack Swagger, Kevin Bacon's character gave him the clap oh, because, okay. because swaggered apparently had this reputation of like having women everywhere uh-huh. and uh and and uh so yeah like they they did this big you know health check thing before they went up and they they declared uh, ken mattingly the gary sneeze character um character these are real people uh uh declared him like not fit to go it's amazing how this story unfolds though and how because obviously it's based in reality but like how things went terribly wrong but had to go terribly right like him being on the ground to be able to you know, have that experience to to say like this is exactly how it's going to go mm-hmm. that's just that's so good yeah. gets me every time i just like i like i don't know maybe it's just my 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 thing i just like puzzle solving mm-hmm. i like seeing it being done in a smart way and uh and even though this you know this was real life nobody didn't nobody conjured this on their own as a screenwriter or anything it's so fun to watch on a on a movie to see people reasoning out and figuring things out rather than just you know oh that sounds like this and it turns out to be right <laughs> yep and uh and so like i really really appreciate that about this movie really it's good. a great episode of star trek the next generation on yesterday that kind of deals with this Mm -hmm. because data and geordie go into the holodeck because they want to do a sherlock holmes mystery Mm -hmm. and they dress up data's sherlock holmes and geordie's watson and they go in and like they're in this london street and then oh it's so authentic uh whatever it is and then (laughs) then data solves the murder in like 20 seconds because he's memorized every single sherlock holmes story and Mm -hmm. geordie's like that's not solving a mystery you just you came to the conclusion because it was in your data banks and then they end up they ask the computer to create an opponent that could defeat data and it makes Moriarty strong enough to take up the whole Enterprise. And he oh. basically takes control ah. of the Enterprise because instead of saying a villain that could defeat Sherlock Holmes, he said, I need a villain that can defeat Data ah. as an android. And then it gets freaky deaky. But um, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, the idea of like solving a mystery versus just having it explained to you. Yeah. Uh, kind of what connected that. Like movie. Apollo 13 could have been super shitty if they said, you know. You know, well, the the engineers figured it out, and yeah. then on <laughs> <laughs> good job, guys. Yeah, they uh, they they built some contraptions with some shit that's on the ship. <laughs> um, then we have Armageddon. Talk about a realistic space movie. Yeah, yeah my God, this one gets me every time. Mm-hmm. You know what? Fuck this movie. Yeah, and 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 yes, cult status now. People ironically liking it, unironically liking it. Yeah. Fuck this. Fuck every part. Air, air, air with my dick. By the way, everybody, this is the guy last week who went to bat for Varsity Blues. <laughs> Apples and oranges, dude. No, I, know, I know you're right. Uh, I, I agree in this case, though. Uh, this movie is hot garbage, and mm-hmm. it, it, we, I liked it. Did you really? When it came out in 1998, really? Yeah. See, I was a deep impactor. Well, I like. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I would be I was team deep impact. Yeah, I, I was a deep impactor too. All right. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could tell you details about that movie that would blow your mind. Yes. But I still liked Armageddon. I liked Independence Day. I look back 20 years later, I think they're both a hot mess. Even Independence Day? Yes. Oh, see, that's different to me. I don't know. I Like, this movie is so aggressively, like, this is the epitome, I think, of, of everything that's terrible about Michael Bay thrown into 
you know, like a garbage disposal and just like spun out of control. Like in The Rock, like it was somewhat grounded in some sort of comedy and, mm-hmm. and zaniness and bad boys. It was the charisma of the two leads and everything. This is just all all kinds of a mess. Yeah, I don't I I I hated this movie from the get go. Um, I do see what people are seeing in it these mm. days because they l- focus more on all the the funny stuff that these guys do instead of the <laughs> the actual like. Uh, to me, it's all noise. I don't really, I don't really care. Like you know, they, oh, they went to a strip club, hilarious. Yep. Um, but uh, it 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 it's never been that. It's never been a movie for me. Like never. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, Bay. Just uh, he's he's. He's he made the movie that he wanted to make, so I guess so. So yeah. so there, that's what that's where I sort of fall in that he made exactly the movie he wanted to make. I hate it, but like he he definitely played to his audience, yep. and that's what you need to do a lot of times. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. I just liked. Um, well, I thought Billy Bob was fun. Owen Wilson was fun. Mm-hmm. All right. No, I don't like the movie anymore. <laughs> but I did. I did when I first saw it. Um, yeah. I was just thinking about how Deep Impactor could like mm. anal sex right right hey you stay away from my wolf beaterman <laughs> what is the thing in training day was like you ever had your shit pushed in? oh yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you're so busy laughing about that you didn't even notice that i named the comet from that movie deep impact show. yes yeah no i know yeah that should be i watch that movie maybe once a month wolf beaterman mm-hmm. knows that who knows <laughs> I know that. I haven't seen which haven't one seen is Wolf and which one is Biederman. Biederman is the kid. Wolf is the man. You're right. Yeah. I know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Deep Impact since it came out. It's not all that It's great, not worth watching. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's better than fucking Armageddon. I, yeah, and for that fact alone, I've probably seen it a dozen times. Yeah. Well, it is, and yeah, I mean, Deep Impact is more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, like, we're not going to. It's ever been said. You know. Oh my god. Hey, what are, what are the chances that we could uh we could train a bunch of oil riggers to go into space and navigate an asteroid? The only they should man. be dead like 10 times in Yeah, they should. We need to get the world's best deep core drillers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, uh, there certainly should have been better ways of it's destroying like, that asteroid. Yeah. Right? It's like aliens are attacking. It turns out they're, they're, they're shaped like Alaskan king crabs. Bring me the cast of Deadliest Cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Armageddon uh, sucks. <laughs> well, we're almost through the A's. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh the boy in the plastic bubble Ooh. i've never seen this did did, did uh no, was this a tv movie no it had a release did it have a release yeah is this stoltz no this, this is, is john uh john travolta. travolta oh where george plays trivial pursuit with him while they wait for <laughs> it Jerry. is a tv movie is it really yeah wow. i've never seen this though so what have you got what you've seen it i've never oh, seen sure it was made for tv look at that uh yeah i saw it um it's 
I, I think it's based, yeah, it's based on a true story where you know, kid has an autoimmune issue. We've all heard it by now mm-hmm. because at this point we've had a Seinfeld episode, we've had a Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. Bubble Boy movie, mm-hmm. uh, but this was the OG of Bubble Boy yes. movies. Uh, it's it's fine. It, and we it, this actually a- came out before Greece, I think. Yes. Yeah, it came out, be- came out before Greece. Wow. Gotcha. So this is in between Saturday Night Fever and Greece. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's fine. Hey, I'm in the bubble. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the bubble. Mops. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, that, uh, that South Park where Tom Cruise is in the closet. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, uh, Travolta Travolta comes in. He's like, you got to come out of the closet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was ABC that it came out on. ABC. Yeah. Uh, then we have Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, I saw this. This was the McConaughey's. The McConaughey's. Uh, yeah, when he had True Detective and he had this basically concurrently going on, and uh, ended up winning an Oscar. Well, and he for did this. the massive weight loss for this role, mm-hmm. and Jared Leto's in this too. Jared right? Leto won the Oscar yeah. for this. Uh, I remember liking it, but wondering why it was quite so beloved. <sighs> well, I think it was beloved in award season because every they always reward like drastic weight changes right well not always they but. they they do reward when someone goes through physical mm. uh changes and stuff like that and um but uh i don't think that's an exclusive thing really it's, they're fantastic both of them are fantastic in fact this is the only time really that i've been able to stomach jared leto and he was in character his method he was in character the whole time but he's this trans woman in this movie mm. And I think because he's playing such a different version of himself, mm. that's the only way I can take some Jared Leto. I need I need some space between. I, I could see too much Jared Leto in the Joker or right. in yeah. the Blade Runner guy. You know, yeah, he's he's never really appealed to me all that much either. And then and then in this movie, he like really showed something. Yeah, um, it, it kind of goes to show like if you get certain people like Keanu Reeves and these guys, you get them in the right role. They can do. I just pictured Keanu Reeves as Jared Leto. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, <laughs> clear case of not putting him in the right role. Um, oh, this is. I mean, the, the content of this movie is just, is is hard to watch at the beginning, hard to watch at the end, and in the middle, it's it's uplifting and it's interesting. It's also based on a true story. Yep. yep. Uh, and you know, it illustrates how the healthcare system lets people slip through the cracks. And you know, I enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. I just. It, I feel like when it came out that year, it was one of those three or four movies everyone was calling one of the best of the year. And by the time I got to watching it, I didn't quite see it mm-hmm. as that. But I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I thought it was good. So, uh, Jennifer Garner's really good in this too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Garner's having kind of a Garnazons. Garnazons. Yeah, Garner, Garner is uh, is sneakily like showing up and being awesome and in, in things like sort of taking a a detour from where she was before like yeah. she used to be like action star well i guess peppermint she had, peppermint was action peppermint yeah. was uh, a movie that uh wasn't really going away but there's other stuff that she's been doing that she didn't do what during the alias years and everything like that and uh wouldn't be surprised although didn't we talk about garner as possibly one of these people that might show up in something and get like a oscar nomination or an emmy i think she is she is on that short list i've I've already put a few women on it now lately and sends videos and podcasts of that deserves their own sharp objects or big little lives she's got the she's got the chops 
Uh, I think she's going to get it and she's, she's going to kill it. She's so good in Juno. I was watching that mm-hmm. the other day. Yeah. She's fucking awesome in that. Yeah. And unfortunately, doesn't have very much like to do in that movie. I know. Uh, she's got only a couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny, too. It, it, in <laughs> Tangent. But uh, but Juno, uh, it's funny like how um, you like where we sort of are supposed to, I guess, at first sympathize with this Jason Bateman character for a while and we like him because he's so cool and everything and then you start getting sort of a creepy vibe out of it and everything it's rare when a character you don't see in the movie comes in and she's completely right about what's going on in this like it's it's rare for that to happen usually when you don't see the see that person you're like oh what what is up her ass or whatever you're like oh she's completely right about this situation yeah because she's a caricature she could have been a caricature of Mm. like this nebbish woman that that just keep really wants a baby and she's you know hyper super super silly like she's 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 really like on board about this and then yeah and there's no they don't get back together. I love that movie so much because yeah. he, his ass is out of there mm-hmm. and he's not redeemed at all. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I'm doing this shit on my own. Yeah. God bless her. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Uh, then we have Dr. T and the women. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is one of, this is like, uh, I don't know how many, he did quite a few after this, I guess. Robert Altman did this one and God, this is such a weird misfire of yeah. a movie. It's 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 not an Altman movie for 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 the you know first of all yeah it's just uh, it's uh, so you have Richard Gere I think it's Helen Hunt dude there's a lot of women of the of the women in this movie Helen Hunt Farrah Fawcett Laura Dern Shelley Long is his assistant Kate Hudson and Liv Tyler I think they're uh, together. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was <laughs> I'm so glad there's no cameras in here. <laughs> when we if we ever do do one of those, oh my god. We're gonna be so self conscious that some of that shit's not gonna happen. Yep. Um, but they are they are together they're together (laughs) yes um the only thing i remember about dr t and the women is that he shows a a, i don't know if it's a special effect i guess it has to be or unless they got some woman who was actually giving birth (laughs) um and we just started waiting around like all right just tell us but they show an actual like head crowning through the vagina thing they shoot you out there yeah Mm -mm. i wasn't you're like jay baruchel in uh in knocked over yeah yeah. i wasn't ready (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Uh, did you ever see ryan styles do his bit where he pretends to be being born yes (laughs) yes it's fucking great funniest fucking things i've ever seen uh but yeah this was this was a weird one uh, even for altman i mean (sighs) you know if you, you may not get into the altman aesthetic uh, but this one is really not him at all. No, it's weird. And uh, so, and it doesn't it doesn't work on an Altman level. It doesn't work on a regular everyday uh, movie level. <laughs> so weird, man. Like he he did Popeye. Like yeah. he just makes weird choices yeah, every once in a while. Doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> you could have gone. <laughs> That's been the only thing worse. <laughs> it was. 
terrible. Yeah. Oh, oh Jesus. All right. But that's what you're imagining, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have a movie from last year, First Man, a movie that sort of got forgotten. Totally forgotten. Um, mm. It, uh, I, I think, does this movie get more recognition if there isn't the stupid controversy about the showing the flag being planted, or is this movie forgotten anyway? I don't, I, I don't know. I, I loved this movie. Yeah, I did too. But I, I got the sense that there were people who decided they weren't going to watch it now. I guess so. And again, I think if those people had watched it, they wouldn't have even noticed that. Right. Um, but, um, I think some people decided not to, and so it didn't really have a momentum going for no. it, but it did. I mean, and yeah, it didn't do, I don't think it did well at all. Like it may have made like 30, 40 million yeah. here, but, uh, it, it was, it was completely forgotten. Then the Oscar nominations came out and people were like, oh yeah, first man, that, that should have gotten more love and everything. I know, man. And, and screw that because did you ever see this? It's literally, I got it three days ago, and I almost watched it instead of the Super Bowl. It's, uh, <laughs> you probably should have. I probably should have. <laughs> Dude, seriously? <laughs> that fucking Super Bowl, man. That was the worst. There's I almost a- wanted it to be like a, because once he got into the third quarter, into the third quarter, it's it's 3-3 three, three or into the third quarter. Um, I was like, this is just like, a, almost like a solidarity thing of like, you know, everybody's pushing through this game, seeing if we, if we can get through this, you know, masochism. Yeah, kind of like the baby in Dr. T and the women. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, then it ended up being awful. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, First Man. First, if- first Man's great. There is a there is a scene in First Man that is still one of the best of the of the year where he's where it's no sound. Oh, and, God, like, amazing. oh, it's so such a good scene, man. Like, that was the te- that's one of the tensest moments I've ever experienced in a movie theater yeah this uh, there's a, a couple of those moments in here one that informs the other actually i feel like if this movie didn't try to cram that emotional beat especially at the end in mm-hmm. there i think it would have been like almost perfect because mm-hmm. gosling is fantastic as this um you wouldn't think that he would be able to play such a straight laced character claire foy is fantastic in this there's the 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 scenes of their disagreements mm-hmm. are some of the best dramas i've ever seen on par with the the dinner scene in la la land with uh emma stone well and, i'm and anxious to see it i will have seen it by the time we record our year in review um that's pretty high it's list. awesome it's awesome by the way we talked on a recent episode we debated whether or not that lizzie movie had come and gone mm-hmm. i got the blu-ray in the mail the other day so <laughs> it came so. and went <clears throat> um yeah um first man first man's got a lot of the the elements of the right stuff it's just that it's uh it's just a like uh, i guess it's a shorter movie it, it is also a big old troll job on buzz aldrin no yeah it does <laughs> yeah uh, i mean though can we what do you think about this title though i haven't having not seen the movie maybe it's perfect it's shitty okay because from from the outside i don't like it as a title <laughs> no and i'm gonna confuse good. it in a few no, years with yeah. that michael Sarah jack black year one movie yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah and the, wow. the, you know, and you know that there's probably some movie called the first man that's about yep. cavemen and shit i mean there's uh yeah i i i know that there are very few titles out there anymore <laughs> but don't ma- name something simply with two common words and expect to stand out in yep. any way 
Yeah. And uh and that's what we keep getting with all these these single title or two word title things is and like expected they they expect that their their star power will will somehow overcome that but it became a forgotten memory mm-hmm. as soon as it came out and it, it's a shame cuz the movie's really good. Yes it is. Um then we have Frailty. Oh wow. Uh <laughs> this is uh man I I this was uh I still don't know what I feel about this movie. It's a mind fuck. Yeah, it, is. it is. I love this movie. I loved it. I, yeah. I, 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 I say I, I, I say I like it, but I have not seen it since it came out. And this was like 2002, 2001. Yeah, right around there. Um, this is, Bill Paxton directed this, right? Bill Paxton directed. He's in it. Matthew McConaughey's in it. Yeah. Uh, Powers it, Booth. Powers Booth. Of course, anything Texas has got to have <laughs> those guys in it. Like that. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, it's about a man and his two kids, mm-hmm. and they keep stumbling on these clues or something, right? Like he is uh, like a a delusional guy. The the dad is, and he's training his kids. Yeah, but I okay, they don't stumble on clues. But what I'm getting at is that there's a point I don't, I'll never forget because I watched this with Jonathan. Uh, there's a point where he he thinks that these gloves are important. Mm. The gloves are important, and he's and, and there's something else with the gloves, and I can't remember. It's been 17 years. Mm. Uh, but uh, he goes through all this like, oh, all this is useful or whatever. But I wonder what the gloves are for. <laughs> <laughs> that Bill Paxton delivery, and we laughed about that line forever. <laughs> Anyway, tell us what the movie really is about because I haven't seen it in forever. Uh, it's about uh, yeah. So Bill Paxton is the the dad to the, the two kids, and he's delusional and thinks that he's killing people who are demons, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously they're just people that he's killing, and he's training his kids to to do the same thing, basically brainwashing them. And so that's in the past day. In the present day, it's McConaughey that comes up to uh, Powers Booth, who's like an FBI guy or something like that. And starts telling him the story. He's like, my brother is one of the kids. Yes. Yeah. He's the older version of that. And he's like, my brother has been brainwashed. My dad committed all these atrocities. My brother did too. I have not, but I'm going to tell you my story. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's a big old mind fuck. It's yeah. like, it's like a better the village. It is yeah, much better here at the village. <laughs> what is it with McConaughey and multi-generational crime dramas? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Lone I star, know. frailty. Yeah. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> The wedding plan. Uh, the Lincoln commercials. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a very good movie. I would highly recommend it. Me too. It. <clears throat> yeah, I am, if, I probably would too, but I have not seen it in forever. And do you I, have it? You probably have it, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I do have it or not. Get to uh, that point, isn't but, it? Uh, yeah, it is. It is good. It, well, I've got, I've got like duplicates of stuff. Sure. Like, you like, probably have three frailties. You know what the, <laughs> yeah, I probably have three frailties. <laughs> I have, uh, but like the, the, the shittiest thing that ever happened buying Blu-rays was that some movies that some obscure movies like Spawn and, uh, what else did we do recently? So I, I was like, oh shit, I'm going to have to buy those and those might not even be on Blu-ray. And so I would get on Amazon like, okay, all right. It's, I guess there's a little bit of an upcharge for these movies that are hard to find. And I got Spawn and that was one other one. It was the same month. Huh. And I got another one and uh, it came in and I started cataloging them because I I have a list mm. and uh, I was like, oh, Spawn is on the list. <laughs> and so is this other movie. <laughs> so I ordered these two movies completely and, and I, have, I just have copies now. Nice. Um, hey, can I borrow Spawn? Yes. 
Yes, you can. You can. You can keep it. <laughs> you looking for some kindling? <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I yeah, I don't know if I've got that one or not. But yes, it's possible that I do. <laughs> um, see, yeah, and I don't. I think I think my memory's hazy too because I kept thinking maybe and maybe I'm remembering this wrong. Uh, but when I wa- I thought remembering watching it that it was a question as to whether or not he was delusional or not, and that yes, yeah, and that and that the that McConaughey just thought he was delusional didn't so that's true correct okay. there's there's different things that are maybe okay true so or the not. Mind, yes. yeah the mind fuck part is what you're talking right. about mm-hmm. yeah I that that was what was confusing me about yeah, yeah. your description was that I was like. Oh wait! Did, so he really do some some high level murdering shit? Right. And, <laughs> yeah, high level murder. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a question about how reliable the narrator is, how what the story actually is. Now I'm definitely gonna watch. This oh, movie. this movie's good. Uh, Miss Congeniality. Huh? Yeah, oh, man. Jesus. You didn't you didn't find the first one like you know kind of charming? No, no, no. no. Um. I mean, I, I mean, Sandra Bullock always is. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could put her in just absolute trash, and it's and she, and she's wonderful yeah. every time. They have, uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and this is and like I, Bird Box, yeah. Practical Magic, <laughs> holy shit! God, Practical Magic is a piece of fucking terrible <laughs> yes, shit. Yes, it is. Um, but uh, yeah, Miss Congeniality—it's an undercover thing where she's uh, going into some beauty pageant or something. Yep. I can't remember what the raid's on. I guess it's drugs or something. I yeah, Fuck I forget if that. I know. But it's uh, Benjamin Brad is like her yeah. partner guy, her cop watcher, copy, <laughs> copy, <laughs> copy, cop rock. <laughs> I just remember um, TV lady. Candace, Candace Bergen, Bergen. Candace yeah. Bergen and oh, uh, yeah. William Shatner. Isn't isn't Candace Bergen bad in that? Yeah, she's like the pageant runner, and mm-hmm. I think she ends up being Eve. I really don't remember. Mm-hmm. I saw it the one time, and I kind of didn't like myself for it. Well, in the movie, <laughs> that first movie, uh, I, I think it was a moderate hit. I don't think it was a huge hit by any means. Uh, but they they then made a sequel to it. Yeah, you know? Armed and Fabulous. And uh, that came out in, of course, 2005. <laughs> um it made 212 million worldwide worldwide but yeah. what did it make domestic 80 106 million oh so it was that's still that's still solid production budget was 45 million for yeah. that jesus christ uh but I, I i didn't like it but you know what we're not the audience for miss congeniality i kind of am i like this movie i think it's adorable jeremy and i own. are not the audience for miss congeniality <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's it's not shakespeare but uh yeah it's i thought it was adorable yeah uh then we have north dallas 40 the nick nolte football movie now i've seen this mm-hmm. but like we were talking about before i have this confused with lots of other <laughs> football movies <laughs> the and i've seen yard, this and i've up. seen both longest yards uh, and uh, i don't remember what the fuck this movie's about this is the uh like the the fake version of the dallas cowboys it was based on a book that it, uh, like an expose that uh, the wide receiver wrote mm-hmm. from the Cowboys back in the Don Meredith um, mm-hmm. coach uh, Landry days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go, go, coach Landry day. <laughs> <laughs> I want a t-shirt with this uh, on it. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, it's it's actually it's like you know seventies football and all the sex drugs and and all that stuff mm, and awesome. painkillers and booze and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, it's a fictionalized version, but uh, yeah, I remember really really liking it. It's been a while since I've seen. I remember this one. liking it too. I just I don't remember a thing. I think I saw this on video maybe 15, 16 years mm. ago, and I don't remember a thing about it. But I remember it being good. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh, holy shit, powder. <laughs> well powder. so powder is the movie directed by victor salva who is known way more for other activities than movies oh days. yeah um but uh that movie is a is it good no like there's people i know who love it i think those people are wrong <laughs> they are wrong that, um, this movie is every cliche in the book it could have gone straight to television sean patrick flannery plays a guy who's like uh is he is it albino or is it uh it's albino but he's also a super genius yes. and he can summon electricity he's t- he's this is a prequel to john travolta's phenomenon did you ever yeah, see that movie? yeah yeah saw that basically too that. yeah yeah it, it, yeah you're absolutely yeah, right yeah. it is basically that i fucking hated this movie <laughs> yeah. did you really yes maybe it's because because the girl I took to this movie broke up with me shortly after this movie. What? Uh, oh, man. That's not probably cool. for taking her to this movie. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> it uh, is a little silly. But there's like, uh, of course, there's bullies in this. And yes, there's Jeff so Goldblum. Bullies. There's Jeff Goldblum. And, uh, sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, sunglasses. Feelings. There's some feelings. Yeah. <laughs> this is a total aside. But at one point, our buddy who's bald, um, he, he's always got this goatee. And at one point, when we were working at the hospital, he fucked it up, so he had to shave off his whole face. And so a nurse that we work with <laughs> made a joke that he looked like powder, <laughs> and he got so pissed oh off. Oh, my God. I think he called in for like a day or so. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, nobody but, deserves that guy. Doesn't he, does he have, he have some sort of powers, right? Yeah. Because Jeff, Gold, like Jeff Goldblum at one point says something about like, he had a terrible sex life, but now he's like fucking four times a day or something <laughs> like that. Doesn't he say something like that? Uh, he's like, know. he like has like electrical spoon bending lightning. <laughs> something. Yeah. I really don't remember. He, yeah. uh, he, he's got this weird thing. Cause I remember there was a dude that shot a deer and like, he grabs the guy that, shot the deer yeah. and makes him like, feel what the makes deer him felt. feel the deer and right. then, so the guy is like oh shit i'm not gonna sh- shoot deer yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i i enjoyed this movie when it came out but i was you know 16 15 16 so i, yeah. I haven't this, seen it so this came out like right i think it came out right after goldblum had done jurassic park yeah and uh and there was this and may i don't i don't think it quite was it 95 95 so yeah, right before 95. independence day so it was just before independence day so yeah it was one of those movies that you know like oh jeff goldblum's back after jurassic park and then he, this is the movie that he was in after that <laughs> yeah um then we have reality bites Ooh. by the way jeff goldblum is impossibly jacked for a mathematician in jurassic park he's mm. fucking like swole mm. mm-hmm and he's a fucking he's a he's a mathematician i tell you what i tell you what i bet he knew he was gonna have that scene and he 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 jacked himself up which one the shirtless scene the shirtless scene in Jurassic oh, Park. i was just thinking it, about the other times where he had like his, his shirt unbuttoned down oh, to his I, navel I, I thought that's exactly the scene you were talking about <laughs> yeah, no, because, uh, he's over there doing like 40 push-ups yeah <laughs> um, he's jacked i'm sorry Anyway, reality bites. Uh, this was uh, is this is this Ben Stiller's debut directed directorial no, debut? There's one before this. Uh, it might be the first feature. No, I think it was. I think it was his okay. first one. Yeah, right. um, I remember 
I, I did not watch this movie when it came out. Our theater had it. Uh, but I, I heard so many people say how shitty it was. So I never watched what? it. So, so it took me probably seven, eight more years before I actually did watch it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is good. Yes. This is, this is nineties as fuck. Yeah. This is, this is, if you want to explain a certain suburban white generation from the 90s this is the movie that you should yes point to uh generation x there's no there's not a movie that's more time capsule than reality bites it's fucking awesome i love it this is this is right in injected into my dick (laughs) like in a (laughs) up the hole (laughs) i just saw this movie like a week ago Uh no shit did you like it i like it I, i think it's it's two nineties. I don't think it's going to play <laughs> yeah, so. as well fifty years from now. Yeah, because I think it's going to be very hard to relate to these people. Um, it kind of already is. Like Winona Ryder's character is almost impossible to relate to because she's just like motivated by almost nothing. Like, no, well, yeah, I mean that's that's true. It's and that's very largely slackerish. true of the whole generation. I get, I get that's sort of the point. Um, I like it. <clears throat> Yeah. I like it. I don't think it's great. Yeah. Uh, but I like yeah. It. it. You know, in a way, though, it may also serve as a function as a comment on the 90s, too, because when Winona Ryder has this vision for this TV show or whatever, mm-hmm. and then the the big TV exec, Ben Stiller, plays, like, uh, goes in and, and helps her with it and everything, and it becomes this, you know, you know, those 90s hyper weird. Pizza, pizza, yeah, pizza. Hyper weird edited things where there's like a black and white shot, and then there's a color shot, and there's like, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, the, the in living color type stuff mm-hmm. that's like going on in there, and there, it's a. Uh, it, it, you know that's something that i think ben stiller had a really good grasp of mm-hmm. uh is is how silly all that shit was back then and that was the height of it 1994 yeah, he's he's basically working for mtv and they turned it into uh, uh the real world yeah. yeah and uh and that's kind of it's kind of the crux of the movie it's it's funny because the older I get and I watch this this movie, when I first saw it, I really related to Ethan Hawke's character and like mm. fuck the fuck the mainstream and I'm gonna do what I want. And now I really relate to Ben Stiller's <laughs> character <laughs> because he really doesn't do anything wrong. He's not responsible for no. cutting that up. Um, he's responsible for getting her film over to the MTV yeah. substitute. And is but it like is, he's a good dude? This is also the film the film that they they put on there too. Like she didn't want certain things to get in that uh, to be broadcast because they were real personal, right? Yeah, because like the Janine Garofalo character has like an AIDS scare. Yeah, yeah, and that was in there. Oh, and Steve Zahn comes out as gay. Yeah, let's not forget about there. the fact that while this thing that they created skewers mtv 90s content perfectly it's still an improvement like she had some kind of fucking independent film that was <laughs> yeah. gonna say something right. just because she interviewed her friends and they had a thing yeah. like that was hot garbage and he at least made something out isn't of it isn't that weird isn't that weird like i that that movie is definitely not trying to tell you that's what that that it's better for it mm-hmm. but it is it is <laughs> yeah that's why i'm saying that even though he doesn't have anything to do with with getting that together his character is perfectly but fine that's a perfect that's a perfect slam on the 
the culture of my generation as well that I'm just going to film some of my friends and I'm going to really believe I'm making art, man. I've got something with integrity here because my friends are smoking pot. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Eating pizza. But it's got two great musical moments. It's got the My Sharona part in mm-hmm. the uh, in the convenience store. And I think the song is in the movie. It's not featured like that. But uh, Stay, Lisa Loeb, um, yeah, yeah. I Missed You. And that song is like my happy place. That song in the video. That video. Uh, her. Yeah. Oh. Well. Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. You're I was going to say they play the entirety of All I Want Is You by U2 on Ferrata and Hum at the end of this movie. Oh, yeah. It's like eight minutes long. Yeah. Where the whole fucking song plays, yeah. even that part at the end where there's all that feedback and the strings. Doom, 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 doom. It's awesome. The whole thing plays. It's great. Yeah. Lisa Loeb, at one point, I remember her being on some, I don't know if it was a show or if it was a, just a thing that she was doing. Like, uh, she was having a hard time finding a boyfriend. It's a VH1 reality show. Oh, it was a reality yes. show. She was trying to find a date. Did she now? She did she end up with anybody in that show? <laughs> I didn't watch it. Like I, just I, know she, that she, it was. I think she ended up getting married, but I don't think due to that show. But it was mm. close around that show. God, she's so pretty. Yeah, yeah, she's a cute. And I love that song so much. Mm-hmm. I like her follow up. Do you eat sleep? Do you eat sleep? Dream? Do you sleep? Dream? Eat. Oh, I remember that song. I'm I'm botching it, but I just that's the only song I, I like that song too. Other than stay, yeah. that's the only other one I remember her releasing. Uh, then we have the reluctant astronaut. I've never seen this Don Knotts movie, huh? Don You've seen Knotts. this, haven't you? Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> it's adorable. It's okay. I love me some Don Knotts. I think I I love Private Eyes. I love Ghost and Mister Chicken. Uh, fucking uh, fuck fuck. <laughs> fucking fuck fuck that fuck. was a great 1956 film <laughs> now i've like my memory of don knott's movies is <laughs> apple dumpling <gang. laughs> uh it's it, he's like a janitor that gets on uh, a, a space shuttle oh uh, okay as so, you do so it's like yes. it's like gattaca with less ideas <laughs> uh, um then we have Rollerball. Oh, the original Rollerball. Was, yeah, yeah. The, was the remake? Was it? Do we know anything? About I don't the think so. It, it wasn't on here, but they're the Houston Rollerballers I or whatever. Love Rollerball. This mm. was Norman Jewison directed yes. this, right? Yep. It has, this uh, is a good movie. Is James Con? Yes, it's a good movie because it's not just about. It's not just about a sport and people playing it. It's got some sci-fi ideas in it, like mm. some dystopian ideas and stuff in it. Because uh, it's killing dystopian each other, right? and stuff. Yes, they're <laughs> killing. Uh, they're killing people in it. But uh, it's it's kind of like your precursor to the Running Man, I guess, where yeah. stuff like is. Uh, where stuff has gotten to the extreme where entertainment can only be, you know, where, oh, well, you're actually killing people. That's great, you know. <laughs> That's apparently what Survivor is this season, by the way. Have you seen the ads for Survivor? No. They're like, we're going to places we've never gone before. And they're like, you know, showing like an empty beach and stuff like that. And I'm like, are they really going to start killing people? Oh, well, that would be rad. But what they're actually <laughs> going to do is try and like lean into more hardcore survival stuff. Probably they'll probably give them less food, and, and they'll be naked because those bastards, those yeah. sp- those bastards on Survivor are pampered as hell. They are, and the show tries to edit it and such. But they got like a big canister of rice and shit. They don't have to worry about making fire. Whereas you go on naked and afraid. Not only are you naked, <laughs> but you're also afraid. Yes. But you're also afraid. <laughs> you have to start your own fire. You gotta catch. Sure, there's no guy with a big tub of rice giving you rice. You gotta- do they ever have? Do they ever show up with like both people have a knife or like both people? No, have they a, coordinate a well enough behind the scenes uh, to okay. keep that from. They always have complimentary survival. Right, they, right, right. Now I've never seen anyone. I've got a machete. Shit, I don't 
also brought a machete. Fuck. <laughs> let's, let's fight. It's all, some producer was like, oh, he's bringing a machete. You'll bring the fire starter. When are they going to come out with Naked and Afraid, Too Hot for TV? Uh, is there an uncensored version of it? I don't no, so. I don't know. I mean, I... Uh, that basically is this be what you're, what pornographic. Yeah, there was a. Remember, it wouldn't be remember, pornographic though. It that, would just be. Like oh, I guarantee you, some of those people have fucked. What do you think? Seriously? Are you kidding me? Like, have you ever seen the show for real? Because like I've, I've watched parts every of other it. episode. There's an argument about body heat. You're not giving me enough body heat. You need to snuggle me more. I don't mm-hmm. like to snuggle. We need body heat. We need body heat. You not you tell me after 15 days of no food and body heat, you don't eventually just bone even by accident. <laughs> <laughs> You wake up and you're like, oh, I'm inside you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. <laughs> Shit. Well, we were well, naked. Might as well. <laughs> we were afraid. Might as well go ahead with whatever we're doing here. I guarantee you some, at least a couple of those contestants. Wow. Now, Especially like the first time. To be fair, all of them have said they haven't, but. Well, yeah. Have they really? They've, they've actually like. I don't know if all of them have, but I've read some articles where like people are like, you don't think of that type of stuff out there yeah, yeah. because it's uh you are in a situation where there's mosquitoes biting you and you're dirty everybody looks fit you know yeah but there's also episodes where like i saw one just the other day where like the guy walked up and the girl it cuts to like the girl's interview and she's like oh he's fine eventually eventually we're gonna have like little thought bubbles showing up on there like blind date blind date but uh no the 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 reference too hot for tv is even isn't itself outdated because they used to sell those jerry springer tapes yeah yeah Yeah, they did and uh they were too hot for tv because they would show the nudity that you know and all that and and, uh i guess the the swear words would get through and jerry springer now a tv judge you have uh you have too hot for tv in there (laughs) oh yeah i got the whole collection uh but no uh, uh going, going back to rollerball mm-hmm. rollerball is a great movie i would highly recommend this one uh, i've seen it i just need to not watch the it remake the remake i haven't seen i can't i've heard that it was garbage though i had chris klein in it and was it ll cool j was in i that? think so oh my god yeah. yeah that was back in the 2000 2001 era where every action movie was like fast and the furious or uh what was the other ones uh, uh gone in 60 seconds yeah all those movies were the same fucking movie uh rushmore Ooh, ah, did, did you not realize this was texas I, <laughs> dude i've seen this movie probably 12 times or something like that did not realize that it's in Houston, but it's a it's like a prep school in Houston. Did you realize it? Did not. Yeah, no, that's weird. Uh, Rushmore is awesome. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Is this still Wes Anderson's best movie? Uh, yes. Well, uh, for me, uh, it's either Fantastic Mr. Fox, Moonrise Kingdom, or this. Ooh, oh yeah, Moonrise Kingdom is so good. But I think no, I think this is my favorite. Rushmore is because yeah. Moonrise Kingdom is great, but it's so over stylized even is. the dialogue is, is so over stylized yeah. there's no like honest dialogue in no that. it's a cartoon there's honest, there's honest dialogue in rushmore it's the closest even though, to reality of his movies i think rushmore like that yeah. feels like a real yeah. world that yeah. feels like the world i live in mm-hmm. uh most of the rest of his movies don't yeah it's a weird world though like oh, yeah, everybody's there's, there's some things in here that are like a little bit you know off like you know they're 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 done as jokes but right. like the the tree that he has that's going to set to fall on bill murray yeah <laughs> doesn't fall but he's like <laughs> i love that whole setup though it's like i was gonna i was gonna have that tree fall on you he's like oh that would have smashed me like a pancake and he's like he's like why didn't you do it well what does it matter she loves you and he walks off and the tree falls out <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's just a it's just a perfect encapsulation of the Max Fisher character to realize something hasn't gone right, but then come up with a completely different reason why you know he didn't do it or why you know. Um, oh, everything is so great in this movie. Bill Murray is so great. Olivia Williams, who's Hasn't been in a lot of stuff since, right? No, she she has, but she just hasn't been in a lot of high-profile things. Um, I believe, so the Postman came before this. Um, But yeah, this might be her biggest high profile movie that yeah she, i guess so she's yeah uh, she's been a bunch after of stuff. since after that since after rush i mean well the sixth sense yeah the sixth sense came out the same year or was rushmore in 98 uh, rushmore's 98 yeah and six yeah so six sense was the big one so for it did kind of feel like she was poised to be a bigger star yeah <clears throat> but uh, I, so good uh yeah i don't know i don't know why that didn't happen because she is great mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah, Rushmore is great. Like, I don't know if there's anything there's, this is one of the few movies we talk about where there's not very many or any at all bad things in it. Mm-mm. Oh, it's so great. I, I'm wondering, this was in the running for the best of 98. Of course, Jonathan was in that when we did the best of the years we've been alive, but out of sight one, I think, mm-hmm. right? I think maybe going back, I would change my opinion. I think Rush, I enjoy watching Rushmore. I enjoy Rushmore more as a movie than I do out of sight. I love out of sight. But Rushmore just has so much to it. Yeah. Um, it's it's one-of-a-kind movie. Yeah. Never even seen a movie like but this. But football even in the groin has a football in the groin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, we can't hi, we can't recommend Rushmore highly enough. I think uh, if you haven't seen that by now, you need to you need to go out and watch it now. Do it. Space Cowboys. Oh, Jesus this Christ. Movie, this came man. out in 2000 as well. Like, the, the, like, <laughs> I, I, like I said, man, there's just certain things about the year 2000 and 2001 that just like, there's just some fucking garbage action titles when you, I don't know. This is just, this is not an awful movie. I know, but I know. it's, it's a, it's a, you've got all these actors and this is all you came up with. Yep. Yep. That's... So you have what? You have Clint Eastwood. Uh-huh. You have, uh, uh tommy lee jones yep james garner yep. donald sutherland donald sutherland and is it, eastwood is directing right eastwood's directing mm-hmm. um it's basically two hours of like i'm too old for this shit jokes yeah <laughs> yeah and they get up they, they the premise is you guys are the only ones that understand this satellite's technology and we need to get it fixed so they send these guys up there and it turns out it's a fucking missile satellite anyway yeah and they decide they don't want to fix it but what did did you not know it was missiles when you were the expert on it 30 years ago when you were putting that shit up there? Like, I thought the movie really angers me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised sweet. you... See, this is... I'm surprised you remember this much about that movie because... <laughs> I, must have just really I don't me remember a damn thing about this movie. God, what have I done with my life? It's just them going through... It's just the old person too old for this shit version of all the astronaut testing so they t- put them in the gyro whatever and yeah. there's a vomit pee joke or whatever right. it's, just, it's not yeah. funny james cromwell also is in this yes. does, he, does he go up with them no he's like a head of just NASA. The three of them go up right uh i think all four of them go up but uh cromwell is like the nasa boss who was their equal back in the day mm. and is now able to boss them around and then when they get they back he says shit. he says that'll do Yes. that'll do pigs because <laughs> that'll, that'll do space cowboys <laughs> that was yeah, that was all he did back back in the day i actually just watched a bit of star trek first contact this morning he's so good at i that. love that movie so yeah, much he's so good <laughs> uh 
towel head. Oh, wow. This movie is intense. Have you seen this? I think I saw it once. I don't I don't think I have seen this. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. This uh, this girl like a it's a coming of age story. Summer Bashil. Oh, yeah. is uh is the 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 character who's Lebanese American, I think Lebanese. Mm-hmm. And it's she goes to live in Texas with like her super um hyper protective father that like won't you know engage with won't let her do anything Mm -hmm. and of course she rebels and everything and then it takes some weird turns uh aaron eckhart's in this um tony collette's in this maria bello um and it's really good and there's some really funny moments in there but then there's some really like knee knee. Hmm. Uh, alan ball wrote and directed this yeah Um, and it's not nearly as good as something like uh under six feet under and uh, American Beauty. Yeah, and uh, it was based on a book by Alicia Arian, um, who has an, it was an Egyptian father and an American mother. Mm. Um, but yeah, I never saw this, so it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then there's Urban Cowboy. Yeah. This is more John Travolta. <laughs> I'm a cowboy. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the city. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a bubble. <laughs> Jesus, why didn't we have the career of John Travolta? <laughs> uh, this, movie is, this movie is silly. It's like the the redneck version of Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, this is. Uh, is this all about bull riding? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, it's their relationship. It's like saying Saturday Night Fever is only about dancing. It's Travolta and Deborah Winger, right? Yeah, yeah I've seen this long time ago, and all I remember was there was some bull riding. Yep. And she was it. Is it's it, mechanical bull riding. Mechanical yeah, bull yeah. riding. Yeah. De- uh, Deborah Winger is. Does she have like a a bad relationship and he comes in and saves the day or is it? Yes, I think she starts off with in a in a abusive relationship or whatever, and then they hang out at the the same bar mm-hmm. all the time and they end up together. And I think there's some weird stuff like in Saturday Night Fever, like some real disturbing shit that mm-hmm. happens, and it's a little more weighty than just you know bull riding and stuff like that. Yeah, but as, it's as not movies good. back in the era were, there was always a rape. There was always like yeah. some intravenous drugs. There was, it's well, fucked up. Well, yeah, they 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 never could just be like, let's have this have a happy ending. They had to damage everybody. Yeah, I know. It's not like let's make Coyote ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happens in Coyote Ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Finally, on the Barrett Seen It list, Walker, Texas Ranger, Trial by Fire. You've seen this shit? That's a TV movie, right? It is. I think it was CBS that that aired this. Chuck Norris. Yeah. I I used to watch Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. It came on. I was working 3 to 11 shift at the hospital. That's no excuse. So (laughs) I would wake up and TNT would be showing er at 10 and then walker texas ranger at, at 11 mm-hmm. and i just was in bed and i just <laughs> kept watching it and he kicks a lot i bet he does i bet he kicks more than he guns uh. do you remember the walker texas ranger lever that conan o'brien would use no he would uh <laughs> just like an innocuous point in the show he'd be like well it's time to bring out the walker texas ranger lever and like he would he would pull it and there'd be all this anticipation and then he'd finally go down and it would cut to like this weird scene where chuck norris is like kicking an indian or something <laughs> like that in the face uh, <laughs> it was uh, did, did this happen towards the end of its run or was I think so after the run because it had like what it had like 10 seasons yeah yeah ran for a good while i think the tv movies were kind of towards the end when they were wrapping up yeah it's like uh what is the what are those just is it jesse stone made for tv movies that the tom Selleck made like 50 of Uh, i don't know i don't know 
Jesse Stone into the blue or something like oh, that. Oh, shit. Okay, so Trial by Fire came out in 2005, um, four years after the series had ended. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but he also had, uh, I guess he had some other Walker, Texas Ranger movies that had come out. One was in 94. It's Walker, Texas Ranger 3, Deadly Reunion. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a reunion a deadly well, i don't know i'll have to find out what part two was oh that so it, it I, I don't unless the, i guess they're not called walker texas ranger movies then because imdb only shows the series it shows part three and it shows this one movie that doesn't have a number that came out way after that's fantastic so part three is a deadly reunion part two was a deadly first encounter <laughs> yes yes it was they start it's like leonard part six they start on the third one <laughs> yes <laughs> all right so it's time to talk about Mubi again Mubi. it's been a long time but we love these guys Mubi is slaying it right now <laughs> they're really rocking the shit yeah they are <laughs> um uh some some movies that you may be seen uh one is pie for from darren aronofsky mm -hmm. uh you have but i'm a cheerleader yes that um, movie's hilarious you have buffalo 66 yes this is pre-brown bunny vincent gala <laughs> yes, back when his movies were watchable <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> this is uh pre what's that samuel jackson guitar movie with christina ricci black snake this is pre black snake mo and christina ricci yes oh that's right yeah this was a good this was a good christina ricci right here um you remember uh buffalo 66 uh i remember enough about it but i haven't seen it it's since such forever. a weird movie but it's it delightful yeah. it's, it's a compelling watch yeah it really is it's vincent gallo is an asshole probably playing like a bit of himself um yes and then the buffalo bills kicker is involved he's yes. trying to kill the guy that yes. missed the kick the wide right well, yep yeah, scott yeah. norwood okay. well they never say scott norwood no right, they, right, right. they do say that it's it's the infamous scott norwood miss <laughs> this um, is full name is the infamous yeah <laughs> yeah the reason that they're doing this by the way now we've talked about movie being a, like a gateway to experiencing different types of cinema stuff that you don't or you're not normally exposed mm -hmm. to but the reason that we've seen a lot of like familiar movies that that we're uh, acquainted with is that they're doing a Sundance takeover for the to coincide with Sundance uh, Film Festival, and man, this is just prime good stuff. You can watch the the stuff that they're uh, the American stuff that they're putting in there for Sundance, and then spread your wings and fly because there's a lot of amazing stuff. On a here. lot of people talking on Twitter about Russian Doll, mm -hmm. and that stars Natasha Lyonne. She's the star of But I'm a Cheerleader, which yes. is on Mubi, and it's a great coming of age uh, kind of a dramedy i guess mm -hmm. um uh, i would i would give that a full recommend yes um the thing about movie though is that even though they have a sundance thing going on they don't they're not tied to one thing yep. they give you a whole bunch of stuff so they have two movies from Catherine bigelow on here including near dark is yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah i had never seen near dark before so mm -hmm. i've i've now seen it thanks to movie yep um there's another one I saw on here, a documentary called Facing Ali. And there are a lot of Muhammad Ali uh, documentaries and stuff out there. There's a When We Were Kings and, you know, things like that. This Facing Ali is fascinating. Yeah. It's really, it's really not so much about him it doesn't follow him it really is the boxers that fought him that's awesome and uh and so each one of these guys there's this like 
crusty old Brit, like from the 1960s or whatever, <laughs> still alive. And he's telling, talking about like how he fought Muhammad Ali when he was Cassie's clay. Uh-huh. And when, uh, when it was like he was, when he wasn't the fighter he would become and everything. But, uh, he's like, he's like, one of the things that I can take out of the fight that I had with him is that he tells me that he, he says that I'm still the hardest punch I've ever, that he's ever taken <laughs> and all that. And then there's other, there's another guy in there. There's a, a Canadian boxer that's in there who sounds like he's from New York or whatever, <laughs> but he talks about all this whole, whole complicated thing, set of circumstances that got him his fight with Ali because Ali was supposed to fight somebody else, but that guy's promoter was gang, gang involved or whatever. And somebody <laughs> to put a hit on it, not put a hit on him, but beat him up. And then like, you know, and then, and then because his promoter got beat up or whatever, they weren't able to get the the fight together so it ended up being this guy getting to fight him and everything and each one takes some sort of like you know you get some sort of new revelation about how muhammad ali fought Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things we don't really hear much in these documentaries a lot of times yes muhammad ali is one of the biggest characters of all time Mm -hmm. like just is as much charisma as anyone has ever had on this earth uh, but that's all we get out of those a lot of times. I think those right. documentaries a lot of times are like, well, he's such an entertaining figure. And I have, for the longest time, wondered why he was such a good boxer. Mm-hmm. What made him a good boxer? Why was he the champ? I never understood that until, I mean, not, and facing Ali goes a long way to telling us that. That's awesome. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't go like completely. I'm not, I'm still like, still trying to figure out some things, but at least here I got to know what, what it meant to fight him and everything. That's and awesome. they, people were talking about how punches felt and like, you know, uh, one said something like, uh, one punch from this one boxer was like a Pontiac hitting you at high speed. And then this other punch was like a train hitting you at slow speed. Hmm. Uh. And so like, you're sitting there going, I don't know exactly what that means. Right. Like, but I, it, 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 both of them are equally uh, hurtful. Right. But but the fact that there's a difference is something I'd never thought of before, (laughs) you know? And, uh, and that documentary is fascinating. Just watch it. I'll tell you how much we love this service is Chris told me about this movie maybe like a month ago because he was watching it even before we knew that we were going to do you know a, a, a few ads for for movie here we're, we're still consuming it because it's amazing and uh really like diving into all the stuff that they've got you know recently and, and in the past too so it's awesome yeah uh what's the url because we want you guys to come along with so movie.com slash cinema sins you know how to spell our name it's m-u-b-i.com slash cinema sins and you get 30 days free 30 days free. 30 days free. That means you will be exposed to at least 60 titles mm-hmm. over that time because uh, every day a film leaves and another one comes on. Um, and then, you know, walk away. If you hate free <laughs> awesome away. movies. No, listen. No, you're right. Don't walk away. But if, if you hate awesome movies, walk away. But you're not going to want to because it's totally worth the very, very, very reasonable price. Mm-hmm. And we love it. And we have stayed customers of Mubi uh, all throughout um well, ever since we were exposed to them, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, you know us, we don't advertise for just any old mm-hmm. Bob, Dick, or Harry who comes calling. Uh, we like to believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, movie.com slash CinemaSins, 30-day free trial. What do you got to lose? Do it now. Yeah. Do it. Okay. So, let's go down through the <laughs> <Okay>. other one. <laughs> let's go down through the others here. Uh, Aces, Iron Eagle 2. <laughs> <laughs> no. Lou Gossett, right? Did, was he uh, in this? Yeah, uh, Louis Gossett Jr. I think was in all of them. Yeah, I think he was the 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 through. 
Put. the the dude man who's like c thomas howell well uh, c thomas you know, he's the, like discount c thomas howell <laughs> well who's the guy in the first one what's his name what's the um there was a hot minute where he was going to be a thing yeah, i remember who you're talking jason about gedrick. it's d williams jason gedrick is the guy it's the it's the guy they got when they couldn't get c thomas howell. there you go <laughs> <laughs> um, get, get me spielberg yeah <laughs> the mexican equivalent of c thomas howell. he was in something else though what was that jason gedrick was he in gremlins he's he's got 87 credits on his name wow that's probably more than c thomas howell maybe c thomas howell is the discount him well c thomas there you go backdraft born on the 4th of july no he wasn't in the, he was he was an he was an uh an extra at the party at, in risky business okay so but he's in he's in this too but i never i don't think i ever saw the sequel i saw the first one mm. i saw the first one i, I didn't did see too. any of the other ones <clears throat> i didn't either i think it, i think uh, it gets all the way to at least four and louis gossett jr's and all of them <laughs> steady um, income then we have ain't them body saints um no they ain't uh have you seen this I don't think so. Right up your alley. Casey Affleck, uh, Rooney Mara, Ben Foster. I remember Rami this Malik. movie coming out. I haven't seen it. What is the plot? Give me a descriptor. Give me a tagline. Give me a something. Mara and Affleck are a couple who become involved in criminal activities and are caught like a Bonnie and Clyde type of thing. Oh, I like, it does sound like something I'd enjoy. I like those people. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then we have um, and starring Pancho Villa as himself, Antonio Banderas HBO movie. Mm-hmm. 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 i never seen not, that either i remember that coming out too no, this is it. um it's not exactly like antonio banderas is like it's not like i'm like you know, waiting with bated breath for his next project no i'm not either but like i think he's a i think he's a decent actor though i think he's probably a better actor than his career suggests yeah yeah but lately he's been making a lot of these biopics or the coal miner movie what's the coal miner movie the 30 Oh, the one in, in 30, the Chile or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, the Astronaut Farmer, uh, Billy Bob movie. I have seen this. <laughs> His wife and kids are mad because instead of being a father, he spent all the time at the astronaut farm. Yes. <laughs> he is, he's literally he's a, a he's, farmer that wants to be an astronaut. I've right. actually seen this movie. Uh, he builds his own rocket. Yeah, it's like, uh, what is the other movie that somebody builds their own? Is it October Sky? Yeah, October Sky. Yeah. Yeah, well, he builds his own rocket to ride in in this movie. Interesting. Like, he wants to be an astronaut, but he's not un- He's not regulated. But he's a farmer. <laughs> yeah. Am I the only one that's seen this? <laughs> yes. No, I've seen it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking out of my ass too far, am I? Oh. I? I'm just saying that I I remember him building his own ship. I remember him not being able to go for some stupid reason. Yeah. I don't remember anything else about yeah, it. I don't either. Um, I just I just remember being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. You know, I'm of the opinion, if, if somebody wants to build their own rocket and try to shoot themselves into space <laughs> we ought to let them do it right <laughs> i don't think we should stand in the way of that yeah uh the bad batch i've never heard of this yeah it's just got an interesting cast Suki Waterhouse, cast? J- jason momoa canoe jim carrey Whoa. uh giovanni rabisi huh? diego luna uh it was 2016 awful black mm. comedy thriller you said 2016 mm-hmm. it must be terrible yeah i guess so i do remember that this was the first thing jim carrey had done in forever before he did that show. Have you seen that show, by the way? No, the but I did watch thing? that fucking morose, like, Ukrainian murder mystery criminologist thing that he's in. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm going to find it. Well, go- what was the thing that you were asking about? TV it, show. It's, uh, it's, it's a Showtime series called uh, Dr. Giggles or something like that. What is it? It's uh, it's uh, Michelle Gondry, I think, is is doing it. I don't know. Dr. Dr. Giggles is that 1991, 92 movie. 
Dr. Giggles, I can't stop until it tickles. So the show he's doing, I'll make your mouth dribble. The show he's doing is called Kidding. I have not seen it. The movie I'm talking about uh, was called Dark Crimes, came out in 2016. And it's a murder investigation of a slain businessman uh, with clues found in an author's book. It was literally like snores on screen. Whoa. And a weird accent. Jim Carrey doing like a weird kind of slightly Ukrainian. Interesting. Mm. He's like, I'm in a bubble. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's called Kidding, and it's Michelle Gondry is is doing the directing. I actually want to see it, but I haven't seen it. Uh, then we have Battle of the Sexes. Um, that's the uh, story of Billie Jean King versus uh, Bobby Riggs. Saw it, didn't enjoy it much. Didn't like it. It's uh, it's interesting because I had heard of this before the movie came out, like a long time ago, when Sports Illustrated came out with their um, like not so great moments in sports. And, uh, and so like I had heard the background of this before, uh, I had seen the movie and I didn't, uh, I, I think I ended up liking the movie mainly because it filled in some gaps. Cause I didn't know how such a match got, you know, all it, all it said was like Bobby Riggs challenged her to a match and she beat her, beat his ass. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. I mean, it said more, but you know, it's, uh, it, when I got to see the behind the scenes of it and everything, uh, it, it, I mean, it's not a it's not a great movie by any means, yeah. but it's 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 uh, it's all right. And uh, I think Emma Stone is probably not the right choice to play Billie Jean King. Yeah, um, I think she was. I think she was looking for a role like that, and I think she's fine. I think this would have been a lot better if it had been like a lower budget HBO production instead of like a, a mainstream you know theatrical release. Um, nobody's really bad. Mm-hmm. It's just. I just I wasn't very super entertained. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it may be hard to actually make a movie where there's an interesting premise to that the a man versus a woman and everything, but like everything around that is filler. Well, it, especially because she only beats him because he doesn't take it seriously. He doesn't train. He's out of shape. Like, so the movie ends up basically making her heroic because she was a hard worker Mm -hmm. and that's a good quality but i don't think even the history books are saying a woman beat a man on a totally even playing field like just last week i saw serena williams give a whole interview about why she would lose to a man if she played him oh really Uh, yeah and you know the the, movie doesn't even like posit that she beat him no the movie goes to great lengths to show his eccentricity and his lack of taking it seriously Uh, even to the photo shoot he's like hey he's posing with like large stuffed animals and shit it's all a game to him because he thinks it's going to be a cakewalk it's not only well and i don't even know if he he thought one way or the other i think it was just publicity the, the whole thing of it was trying to get some money or whatever but because he because they show he has big gambling problem yeah. and all that but the other thing about it too is that he's in his early 50s yeah um, oh well. so i mean it's and she's like 29 or something yeah. like that she was in her prime at that yeah point. it may be and maybe any younger um anyway uh big bad mama roger corman 1974 movie i haven't seen that i haven't seen much corman i've only seen uh death race mm. yeah mm. yeah and i, I mean I, I should probably put more roger corman in my life but i just uh pretty pretty sure. good. martin lawrence is in this right no <laughs> <laughs> yes is roger corman considered like a good filmmaker i don't think so i think it i think he's sort of like how trauma sort of came out of nowhere in the 80s and everything he was a guy who is legendary now because he came out with a sheer volume of movies they were all b movies mm. basically 
they all uh, decided that they weren't going to be politically correct about things and they were going to be just, you know, very bare bones entertainment pieces. Big. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and well, and then there's another guy who's, yeah, there's another guy who's known more for that. So there's another guy. And in fact, there's a Seinfeld that talk about, talks about this guy. Oh, because uh, oh. Elaine, like, all the all the restaurant workers have big. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's the one. And Elaine talks about it's it's like some Russ Meyer film. Russ Meyer, that's who I'm and, thinking uh, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I loved watching you talk your way into that one. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Russ Meyer was mainly was known it. for the yeah, titties yeah. and stuff like that. While Roger Corman, <laughs> they got the bigger titties. Yeah, that one right there. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that magazine there. They got bigger titties than that. Um, Thank you, Sonny Boy. You're yeah. a lifesaver. But uh, but Roger Corman, like while that would be implemented, it wasn't the thing that you came to see. You. It was you know, and he had the 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 thing now too that makes him so legendary is that there were people who worked under his production company who have become huge, like James Cameron and mm. Joe Dante and all these guys learned their craft. Jack Nicholson learned their craft making these movies that nobody would give a shit about, and that's sort of a an art missing with that was missing for a while i mm. think now it's back because people anybody can shoot anything if they want but um but there was a there's a there's a you, when you learn things like that when you when you're just doing movies that don't matter like quote unquote they're like not a big mm -hmm. there's not a big financial risk to them and you just learn how to use the camera and how to deal with actors and a crew and all that you know that's that's a good training for, mm -hmm. for yeah for the real world so that's why i think he gets he has it. a big coaching tree he does mm -hmm. uh boundaries i don't have any Never <laughs> this episode doesn't have any boundaries <laughs> um but i i don't know anything amazing cast who's in it uh vera farmiga christopher Plummer, bobby Cannavale, uh kristen shawl peter fonda christopher lloyd uh, a lot of good people in there yeah okay all right uh it's about surveying land <laughs> <laughs> yes it is. it is uh brewster mcleod this is an altman movie i have not seen 1970 yeah, there's a guy that is living in the basement of the uh, astrodome or oh, something yeah? like that it's apparently very experimental have you seen this no it sounds kind of interesting it does sound interesting um that's one that I'll, I'll probably get to at some point uh the chase this is a 1966 the chase not the charlie sheen christy swanson the chase <laughs> sex in a car at high speeds yes uh i've I, I don't remember if that one was a remake of this one though. no this well i don't think so this is a a prison break and it's marlon brando chasing after robert redford okay. this cast is amazing Marlon Brando, Jane Fonda, Robert Redford, Angie Dickinson, Jesus. Robert Duvall. Like this, this is one that, and it's directed by Arthur Penn. I cannot believe I haven't seen this. Yeah, like I really awesome. want to. Uh, the Duel, uh, Liam Hemsworth movie that I'm guessing is. Have you seen this? Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> <laughs> Miley. Because Miley. Isn't it? I think it's like a, like a hyper stylized Western type of thing where they're dueling with coyotes and stuff like that and dueling shooting. with coyotes that's just what i thought do you, about how do you get the coyote to walk 10 paces before it turns around <laughs> <laughs> and some trained coyotes right there yes uh flesh and bone a movie i remember coming out i never saw meg ryan dennis quaid uh gwyneth paltrow is this it's it's one of her first movies if it's not her yeah, first yeah yeah i think it is but um you mean gwyneth paltrow yeah uh but uh yeah i remember this coming out i never saw it did you I see know. it Flash no i'm confusing it with something with marion cantillard 
bone and rust, rust and bone. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Winter's Bone. Yeah, <laughs> there's a real movie out there. No, I think that's <laughs> right. I've never seen this. I think Rust and Bone is right. Uh, the Getaway Steve McQueen movie. I have seen this. Um, I've seen both actually. So you've seen I've the seen bowling one, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, when you watch. The, when you want i guess this is true for anything where there's a remake that's been it's like 20 something years or whatever but when you watch a movie like this the, the 1972 version see how different movies are made mm. back in the 70s compared mm. to the 90s so much difference you know and the getaway you can see a lot of things just taking its time and everything whereas you know the <laughs> 94 getaway you know i don't remember much about the 94 getaway um but uh, the 72 one is good yeah that's uh, what i hear uh glory road yeah that's the uh josh lucas yeah uh it's uh, the first all-black college basketball team yeah they take down adolf rupp is it south carolina or something or uh, texas like oh, oh from rupp arena yeah wow i didn't know that. they uh it's the first all-black college basketball team that at some point take on university of kentucky it's a real story uh, take on University of Kentucky uh, for the I think the championship and they beat them. I saw it. I remember liking it. Yeah, I like all. I like most of these. It's hard to screw up a feel good sports movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not often motivated to watch them, but when I do, I usually enjoy most mm-hmm. of them. It's Texas Western. Texas Western, which I don't know if it, if it even exists anymore. But uh, then we have uh, the Great Debaters. Uh, Denzel Washington directed this. Um, I haven't seen this. I've seen Antoine Fisher, mm. uh, but I haven't seen The Great Debaters. Um, have you seen, seen that? Mm-mm. Yeah, um, I would. I think he should have called it The Master Debaters. Yeah, hey they should have. They should have. Hey mm-hmm. <laughs> or he could have called it The Talkers. Or yeah. he could have called it Talkers. <laughs> winning the, the Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the men, only the brave. The men who stare at goats. <laughs> uh then we have holes this was uh, shia labeouf uh was his first big uh movie after what was it that what was the show he was on even steven even steven there you go why do i know that was he twins in that or was he just i don't even i never watched that fucking oh, yeah. shit i, say, I, I bet know. he was that's funny that you you know none of us have seen that show he brings up even steven and you're like did he play twins i bet he did i bet he did i bet he did uh holes i remember being a good movie yeah i saw it the once in theaters and i remember being very surprised by how much i enjoyed it mm-hmm. but but i i remember watching this going that shia kid is going somewhere yeah mm-hmm. and when the transformers movie came out i went to it half for him mm-hmm. and i even think he's good in that movie uh but like i think dule hills in this sigourney weaver's in this mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's like a prison work camp for kids yeah well it's a super popular book uh that uh, kids book yeah my kid had to read it like in elementary school i think oh, do wow. a book report on it and he kind of liked it huh. um, cannot confirm dule hill Oh, sorry. I may have pulled um, that out of my ass. Oh, there's Dooley Hill. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrew Davis, who directed The Fugitive and Under Siege, directed Ooh, Wow, who would have thunk it? Yeah, I would have never guessed. Uh, HUD, uh, one of Paul Newman's all-time uh movies this is a great movie right yes i have never seen it but i hear it's a great movie uh and and i've seen it it's about housing and urban development yeah i i've seen it but it's yeah it's he i mean again paul newman is as good as it gets Mm -hmm. um so uh this is the one where he eats 50 eggs before he wins the big pool game right yes yes (laughs) 
Yes. Awesome. The big pool game. <laughs> the big pool game. That's right. And Forrest Whitaker hustles him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember HUD being good. Uh, Jason's lyric, which I saw recently a part of this. Um, yeah, I saw about about thirty minutes came on cable the other day. Mm. Uh, it's like Jeremy's Iron. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I remember uh, it's uh, it's Jada Pinkett and it's a uh, and uh, there's a I I didn't see that scene unfortunately. <laughs> it's uh, a guy get a guy who wants to do good and his brother just got out of prison and wants to do bad and he's kind of torn between lives. Hmm. Um, I I remember watching it because uh, for a hot minute I had like a Jada Pinkett thing. Oh sure. yeah. Um, and after I, matrix i think we all I was did glad i watched it this was no, before wait a the matrix i did see that scene i remember now because uh because they go out in the woods they're out in the woods like in the middle of nowhere yeah. and they're like hey let's fuck right. yeah hey no no you're confusing it with harvard man oh harvard man <laughs> yes they fuck in the woods in that movie yeah <laughs> sorry uh the killer inside me i did see this casey affleck jessica alba kate hudson yes i have seen this movie is it good yeah it was good I don't yeah. remember much about it. I just remember liking it. Right. Is it about somebody who realizes they are a murderer, or is it about sex with a murderer? Uh, he actually... <laughs> yeah. I murdered someone, like, now I'm going to fuck you with my dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like naked and afraid. Yes, it I've is. got a killer inside me. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I mean... Um, no, I'm just trying to think, because he's, he's like a cop, and he kills people. Ah. So it's like a bad lieutenant type of movie for Texas, I guess. All right. All right. Uh, but um, I remember liking this pretty well, although it's got a 6.1 on IMDb. But it's like it's like this movie, and what was the one that was he he was in that we mentioned? Yeah, like, ain't them bodies saints. Ain't them body saints. Anytime those any one of those two, I get them confused for whatever reason because Casey Affleck's the common denominator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I saw what you did there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, then we have Killer Joe, uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey. You didn't like it? No, I uh, like it. It's totally watchable. It just m makes me feel skeezy. Oh. Yeah. No, uh, there's nobody in this movie that comes off looking very good. No. Especially Gina Gershon. Yeah. But, I mean, it, well, it mm. starts out with, is it Emil Hirsch? Yeah, Emil Hirsch. It's like, well, we need somebody killed, so we're going to hire this guy, but what he wants in payment is to fuck my sister, so ah. we're just going to let him, ah. and then everything goes off the rails. And it's got uh, Juno <laughs> Then everything goes it's, off the rails. Yes. It's got Juno Temple in it. Juno Temple. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah. Juno Temple, good. Okay. Right. Uh -huh. Um. But the only thing I can really remember about this movie is the the ending scene in the, in the kitchen mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's just so abhorrent the, the stuff that happens in that in that kitchen scene. Doesn't he like mouthfucker with a chicken leg? Yes. Okay. And 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 he says and he's and he keeps chanting something <laughs> to the effect of like, "Oh yeah, you want to suck on that chicken? Oh yeah, suck on that chicken." Blah blah blah. <laughs> like I said, I enjoyed the ride, but it's a fucking. Is it movie. McConaughey? Yes. yes. Oh God. Yes oh yeah he's, he's a bad guy yeah and 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 i mean yeah and she she's an asshole too but not not uh suck on my chicken worthy <laughs> oh, god. Oh, god, god, god. the shit that i put out of my mind <laughs> oh, that's all um, back. but yeah this is william freakin he did uh he was on a little roll there where he was doing these i think i think both of uh, killer joe and uh bug were both uh tracy um let's oh yeah plays that he adapted um but uh I, I most people who saw this movie back in the day 
um, told me that they really liked it. And yeah. I, I just, uh, I, I couldn't get beyond that, that ending. Yeah, that was mm. rough. Last Man Standing. I know that Walter Hill directed this. I'm trying to remember if I've seen it, though. Bruce Willis. Um, You've seen this, right? Yeah, it's one of the yellow orangest movies ever. Really? Yeah. Have you not seen it? <laughs> oh, man. This was in this era where post-pulp fiction, I would probably watch anything Bruce Willis did. Hmm. This is why I ended up watching bullshit like The Jackal and Mercury Rising. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no, this is not good at all. You should just go watch the original uh, Fistful of Dollars and call it a day. Ah. It's basically that. It's a one big, long foreplay to a gun battle and i'm serious when i say it's the yellow orangest movie i've ever seen is he playing like a man with no name type of type of dude yes no it's literally like a remake really an updated it's like but it's more like a al capone gangster era Hmm. but it's still like in a wild west town okay uh but it's definitely fistful of dollars or a few dollars one of those three movies Mm. it's remaking that Hmm. Um, and I didn't like it. Um, Yellow and orange. Yeah, I'm not even sure if I saw it, but I I, I think I saw parts of it, and I, didn't, I, I don't think I liked what I saw, so I didn't watch the rest of it. LBJ, uh, did Rob Reiner direct that? Boy, it sure does sound like it, doesn't it? I uh, remember us previewing it in one of our like uh, summer, fall things. And Yeah, uh, that was Rob Reiner. Yeah. Nice pull. Uh, and I didn't see it. Uh, I guess did you the, not? Man, I mean, this uh, talk about a good cast. Woody Harrelson is LBJ. Jennifer Jason Leigh is Lady Bird Johnson. Michael Stahl, David. I remember that guy. Uh, Richard Jenkins, Bill Pullman, Jeffrey Donovan. Like, uh, C. Thomas Al. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have to go down and get Jason Gedrick. <laughs> they didn't have to get Jason Gedrick. <laughs> uh, but uh, I heard good things about it. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, the Life and Times of Judge Roy Bean, uh, 1972. I haven't seen this. Paul Newman's in it. Dude, apparently this this is fantastic no well he had pretty good picker uh yeah. holy shit man of the house tommy oh. lee jones of course this came out in 2005 um he's a texas ranger or something yes and he has to babysit cheerleaders essentially are there pretty girls in this yeah there's pretty so girls. it's like a league of their own uh without the baseball he, i mean <laughs> like he's tom hanks in the group i don't even think and... he does i think they're like it's like witness protection almost. Oh. He doesn't say like, "There's no crying in sororities." Yeah, yeah. Um, man of the house, man of the house, keeper of the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christina, Christina Milian, Kelly Garner, uh, Christina Milian, Monica, Monica Kina. Yeah, there's some Vanessa Ferlito. Milian, she was like, uh, like a singer, like a pop star yeah. for a second, right? Yeah. Like for literally a second. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Herrick of uh, of uh, Mr. Holland's Opus fame directed that. Oh. Mm um yeah texas ranger must protect a group of cheerleaders who have witnessed a murder all right and the movie sucks there you go uh monte carlo selena gomez you seen this one no oh no on on my watch list Uh, it's a rom-com oh no then then no i just watched a movie the other day with her and ethan hawk and i didn't know what the title was this one has nicole kidman and leighton meester Mm. see thomas Al? <laughs> is he really actually no be uh, awesome, and I, I guess uh nicole kidman isn't in this but she produced it oh okay and michael giacchino did the score for this well, all right then huh. uh nocturnal a- animals this movie's fucked up oh my god i can't wait to see it i'm gonna find one of these days i'm gonna i'm gonna did you see my tweet 
Mm. I think my tweet was something along the lines of, I just watched Nocturnal Animals and I wish somebody had told me what the fuck I was getting into. (laughs) The movie is really fucked up. It's got Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal. And um, it's got this back and forth reality and uh, like a book that she's reading. Um, and, and it sort of mixes in cause it's based on a true, the, 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 her husband, Jake Gyllenhaal has written something about their lives. So like a lot of this thing, the stuff is sort of a fictionalized or is it, would you consider it fictionalized though? Or dramatic reenactment? Dramatic reenactment of their already dramatic, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway it's uh, dark it's very yeah. it's a dark movie and uh you know watching this movie and arrival that came out the same year uh amy adams really had some characters that had to make some some very similar decisions in hmm. uh mm. in this mm. uh I, I i thought it was i thought it was interesting how nocturnal animals sort of overlapped on arrival a little bit not not the aliens thing, of course, but just some of the family themes that were in hmm. in these in these two movies. I'm not even saying it's bad. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just wasn't prepared. I had for some reason convinced myself it was a drama, and it's <laughs> fucked up. Have we? <laughs> did anyone? Did, I, I need to look this up because I still don't understand the point of all the naked fat women at the beginning of the movie. It's all during the opening credits. Yes, it is. Okay. And it's like the monolith in 2001. Don't overthink it. Just, just, <laughs> there's, some, there's some naked so, fat yeah, people. There's some credits coming up and there's uh, naked fat women. It's like, okay. like, okay, this has something to do with the movie I'm about to watch, right? I'm sure there's a metaphor in there somewhere. I completely missed it. I love the first time in MacGruber where we go to Kunth's lair and he's, <laughs> he's painting and there's this really old chubby grandma naked on a stool and Kunth goes spritz and some guy comes in with like a water spray bottle and sprays the old lady's boobs to make them sparkle <laughs> oh man goodness no, uh, nobody knows that movie better than you at this point one. no I don't think so even Will Forte I, th- I found two people on Twitter that have watched it because I have raved about it and they've both loved it so I'm gonna keep talking uh, Places in the Heart which I don't think I've seen um this was uh, Sally Field won her second Oscar for this. This was mm-hmm. the "You Love Me, You Really Love Me" mm-hmm. Oscar. Then cut to John Malkovich. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this also has Ed Harris in it, um, and it has Lindsey Krauss and Amy Madigan and John Malkovich and Danny Glover. Uh, but no, I've never. Oh, seen Malkovich this. was in it with her. Yeah. Oh, oh I always wondered why they panned over to that him. Must at be that it. Oscar thing. Interesting. Yeah, Robert Benton, who directed uh, Bonnie and Clyde, Kramer versus Kramer uh did this um <laughs> he only directs movies with two people in the title yes uh Pri- <laughs> bonnie versus clock yes uh then primer Ooh. this movie has gotten a huge 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 cult following mm-hmm. over the years and the movie is cheap as fucking dirt man oh yeah yeah um it's uh it's your it's your typical mind-bending time-traveling uh, movie although it uses that uh whatever that uncertainty principle is heisenberg's yeah uh whatever well, there really is, is a heisenberg yeah. uncertainty principle well there's a it's a maybe not an uncertainty principle but there is a what is it 
I always have to look this up and I've talked about it like 50 times and I still can't remember the <laughs> name of it. It is the Novikov self-consistency principle. Oh. Basically saying that if time travel did exist, you wouldn't be able to change anything that's already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically goes on this just super loop this movie Primer does. And I, I remember after I watched it, I went, I've said this before on the podcast. I had to go to Wikipedia and see if someone had mapped it out what exactly happened in this because mm-hmm. I, because, because the audio is hard to hear in this movie, I didn't catch everything that was going on. And it's so like very matter of fact and dense that, you know, like when they're actually, cause so they go in this machine. So they're essentially now two of two, like whoever went in the machine. There's also another version of them that's out in the world and they have to make sure that they don't run into each other and all this and they have to make sure that they, so I guess they could change it. Maybe, maybe doesn't have this self-consistency principle on it. Well, what I said about the movie is that after I watched it, I knew I was going to have to watch it five more times to understand it. And <laughs> yeah. I, I have yet to do that. So I don't, I can't help you. I don't know what happens in that fucking movie, but I, I, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Yeah, it's stimulating in the way that, I mean, some movies are a puzzle and they don't want you to solve it. And mm-hmm. that's just a big fuck you. But some movies are a puzzle that rewards repeat viewing. Uh, I think this is that. I just haven't had the time to yeah. I don't, I don't care that much to watch it five times to understand it. But uh, I, I'm intrigued by time travel anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is uh, on the better end of the spectrum for time travel. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating, even though it goes along. It's a very snail's pace and, and you know, the technical quality of it too is is hard to get through at times but um but it's uh it's very i mean i would i would recommend it actually yeah, i would too yeah mm. it's 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 just not a movie that you go to seek super thrills from yeah don't take any pop quizzes about it when you're done because <laughs> yeah. you will fail uh red river this is another western that i haven't seen god mm-hmm. the, the last the list of westerns that i have not seen is uh, embarrassing probably but you've seen all the westerns <laughs> yeah i was gonna say <laughs> also the problem here. is they made so goddamn many of no them. kidding this was the last picture show that was featured in the last picture show it was mm-hmm. red river huh. well huh. also in texas yeah. Uh, then there's the searchers which is uh basically considered one of john ford's all-time yeah uh, uh best movies i've seen this uh it's just it's a movie that sold at this point though that i'm like eh, i guess it was i guess it was uh you know influential for its time um mm-hmm. but now when you watch it it's like yeah uh is it this movie no it was stagecoach that i think steven spielberg watched on repeat um during the making of jaws right interesting yeah um that was another big john ford uh thing but the searchers i think is uh on the maybe the afi top 100 somewhere yes film afi's 100 greatest american movies but it's time. uh it's a uh, I, I think uh it's john wayne and they, there's they're trying to help this prostitute i think is who it is it's mm. a prostitute and i can't remember what they're trying to f- help her find the re- the title is obviously the plot they're, mm. they're searching they're searching for natalie wood nice. are they yeah his uh, abducted rescue niece. his niece from the comanches mm-hmm. um i wish i could spend more time on the searchers because it is a movie that is considered one of those all-time greats but unfortunately uh it's a big huge void really i've yeah. seen it but not not the way i should have seen it probably mm. uh meaning with your pants off oh with my pants hey, off. uh slap her she's french whoa <laughs> I, it's possible i've seen this 
Well, I mean, it had a wide release, I think. Uh, it's Piper Perabo. Per- oh, she's yeah. playing two roles, isn't she? Uh, she might be, actually. Maybe yeah, that's just a she theme. is. I don't know. She's not. No, I think I pulled that out of my ass. Man, I think I did see this. Slap her. She's French. Holy shit, though. I don't remember anything about it. All right. Well, uh, if Gerard Depardieu's not in it, then what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't watch anything French if it doesn't have Gerard Depardieu. Depardieu. Agreed. Uh, stick it. Oh. Gymnastics movie. I've seen this. I have seen it, too. <laughs> I've, I've seen this like three times. Hey, like, you know what? Don't ever underestimate uh, movies about cheerleaders or gymnastics. Okay, my first. Or volleyball. The whole boy-girl thing was with this gal on the U.S. gymnast team when I was like, I don't know, 12, 13. And so uh, there's a thing there for me. Like Your first boy, like your first girlfriend? No, the first time there was a person on the TV and I was like, oh, I have crush feelings. Oh, I, I want to you. do the sex things with this person. <laughs> I want to do the sex um, things, right? Jeff Bridges is in this movie. Yeah. It is. Um, it's not bad. Yeah. The, the lead is what? Missy, Missy Peregrine? Missy Peregrine. She's tar- charming. Um, but it's, you know, it's a typical sports movie. Well, you should watch. You should do a double feature with Stick It and Whip It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there a land? Is there a movie <laughs> called Rub It Down? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and then Jason's lyric: Whip it, stick it, rub it down. Oh no! Well, I tell you this: whenever when when I first saw Stick It, I got it confused with Fired Up, which is the cheerleading movie. Oh right? yeah. And I've seen that a thousand times. And uh, for no good reason whatsoever. Uh, but uh, yeah, Stick It. Stick it. <laughs> yeah. Uh talk radio. Um, oh yeah. Good job. Good um, stuff. Yeah, talk radio is uh is um it's uh, it's got Eric Bogosian in it and we talked I talked about this I don't know, 3 4 months ago I think. Yeah, did I, Jeremy recommended it actually? Uh, a while back. Well, well, we talked I, about it a couple times. I, I I don't know if I don't know if it was his recommend or mine. I think it was my recommend because right. I had I had two movies that directors made that they're not really well known for and uh, mm. oliver stone did this one right this was in the middle of his vietnam and wall street and all that uh stuff and he did this you know very small uh movie about a talk radio station about a guy who just uh, aggravates a whole bunch of listeners and everything and ends up you know uh, putting his life in danger because of it um but it's really good alec baldwin randomly shows up in this one um oliver stone needs to get back on drugs mm. he made he made the good movies on drugs mm. Mm. i mean i'm not advocating for people to get back you on drugs are, you are advocating but i'm kind of advocating you're advocating oliver stone get back on drugs yeah just oliver stone. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna deliver a big mound of cocaine to him tonight but talk radio is good i know jeremy's seen it a bunch of times yeah it's good stuff it's a, it's a nice. good movie uh the thin blue line and this is a great documentary this I is uh, errol morris directed mm-hmm. this uh they made fun of this in uh documentary now oh uh, that's right the, yeah the one with the <laughs> so so yeah they're having they're, they're, this is about this murder that happened and there's a there's a guy who's been wrongfully accused of it and then they have the real guy who's been accused of a completely different thing 
also in prison uh-huh. but they're relating the story about what happened that night there's like oh there's no way i could be there and so on the guy who's innocent is like ridiculously innocent like there's no <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense that he's in jail but like in the documentary now thing fred armerson yeah. plays that guy yeah. and he's just like just kind of happy-go-lucky he's in <laughs> I prison i don't know what's going on yeah and uh but the other guy <laughs> the other guy like who sits there and like basically admits to the crime and everything and and uh the the documentary filmmakers at the end are like uh so we're gonna get you on this too by the way oh you can't prove that well we recorded everything you said (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but i can't even remember what they called that one i forget i forget but uh but uh yeah if you if you like some true crime and and yeah and maybe not sensationalized true crime like there's a lot of that going on with some netflix shows and everything Mm -hmm. like that um but this is not a sensationalized documentary it's a really good really good recommend highly i gotta check it out thin blue line not to be confused. the eye doesn't lie is the um documentary okay uh not to be confused with the thin red line uh, yeah which we uh which i just caught a couple days ago it's been playing a lot on stars or something you sure are right. I I remembered that movie very differently than yeah. it is. It's like action, and the action is really, really good. It is. But then it's talky, 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 yeah. talky. And it's ponder, ponder, ponder. <laughs> the pacing is really strange. But yeah, there's the one scene where it's Cusack leading up the hill, and, mm-hmm. and they take out all those like sniper holes and everything. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, well, and the one where it's, is it, it's not Jeremy Davies. It's uh, Adrian Brody and the other guy, like the main guy. Are getting chased through the woods from the 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 Viet Cong. Like a Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that scene is thrilling. But then it cuts to Sean Penn pontificating on the nature of man mm-hmm. and all that. How and then you, sudden George Clooney. <laughs> how much? How much do you think think one man can make? What difference can one man make in all this madness? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Sean Penn. Uh, Fucking Sean. Give me a break. Penn. I agreed. <laughs> Okay, so, so I was really looking forward to recommend time. I am too. Why don't we make the next podcast all recommends and warns and questions? You can do that. I've built up a huge library <laughs> of recommends and warns. I can give you 30 minutes on the movie Upgrade like that. Uh, I saw that you enjoyed that. I got to check that out. Have you not seen it? Uh, no, not yet. Upgrade's you, a ton of fun. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. It gave me... Oh, we'll talk about it next podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's a teaser. I can't wait to talk about Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, okay. me too. Me okay. too. Did you I, see it? No, well, since we're, I, I'm gonna. Well, since we're teasing, I can't wait to talk about Exposed, the Keanu Reeves, Ana de Armas movie that I saw. Those two Those made two. another movie. They're not in any scenes together, but... Is, isn't she in that uh, fucking threesome yeah, thing? Yeah, the... Uh, um, so knock 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 yeah what? that's yeah that's crazy. so that's the reason why i i because knock knock was so great <laughs> we go back to i that was one. like all right i'm gonna watch this one uh but uh yeah i i i definitely want to talk about that movie right. yeah well. that's gonna do it for this week keep going to syncast presented by cinema sins on facebook uh soundcloud cinema sins twitter uh discord reddit there's a million different ways <laughs> that you can come and talk to us about this very episode that's right um but i'll do it for this week it's chris Atkins and jeremy scott and bear share we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter facebook and reddit and be sure to visit cinemasins.com
I finally figured it out. Mm-hmm. I think I figured it out. The, the, the people that truly, truly, truly hate us, they can't abide what they appear to be us having it both ways. That mm-hmm. we throw out ju- legit criticism of a movie and stupid jokes and intentionally taking something in the movie wrong mm-hmm. all in the same breath. And I think that they can't abide that we won't pick a lane. I, I agree. That's an excellent theory. They, yeah. You can't wrap your head around it. Yeah. Well, you because notice, you're used to normal criticism or normal comedy, right? right? You notice all of all these criticisms always come from the old videos too, right? Yeah. yeah. Like they never they never send they never get something from like six months ago or whatever and say except to say that it's too long yeah <laughs> say you. it's Fuck i you, think buddy. i think they saw videos early on and just thought oh well this is what they are all the time every day it could be what people who used to like us too might have been what what they might be referring to when they say your videos used to be good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i liked it when you did that lab dance thing yeah um because because <laughs> that first lab dance thing was that Piper first Parable? one first video first one Spider-Man. Emma stone Oh, was it Emma Stone? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, the the Piper Parabo one was we had already done like five or six of those lap dance things, and then <laughs> and Piper Parabo, like it was, uh, or Parabo, uh, actually does one, and we so we had <laughs> so it was like oh well this Looper, is actually it? has yeah actually has a lap dance. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I, I like me some Piper Parabo. How old do you think she is? She you, is 42. <laughs> no, no, no. She's 43, 44. She's, she's this is older. This my favorite game to no, play. No, she's a little bit older than me. She's probably 40, 43 now, probably going to be 44 this year. Is she really? Wow. Christy Swanson. Uh, 47 or 48. Allie Sheedy. <laughs> Uh, hold on, hold on. I gotta flick these. You can look up, look up uh, Christy Swanson. You said 47, 48? Yeah. I think she's more than 71. Oh, 69. 69. That was close. Uh, Allie Sheedy, I'm going to say, is uh, 53. This is a whole fucking podcast, I agree. by the way. I agree. I, I'm entertained already. Man, she's always been a funny looking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm glad that you're the one saying all the inappropriate stuff today <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of me. She's. She's kind of funny looking. Isn't she's she? well, you know, funny, funny, ha ha, or mm-hmm. <laughs> just funny looking. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know uh, I'm into it. Uh, <laughs> I need a big mouth from a big dick. That's right. <laughs> I was. I it, this is this is starting to turn into if. If it's going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes kind of thing. Oh, I just keep man. watching that fucking Wanderlust clip of Paul Rudd in the mirror. Like, oh, I'm going to fuck you with my dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all the, uh, the little outtakes at the end. Yeah. My dick. <laughs> keep saying stuff like that. I'm going to fuck you with my dick. And so then he, he, and he turns around and like, man, that's so fucking gross. <laughs> he goes into some weird yeah, place. Yeah. I like me some Tim Roth. I'd fuck him. Yeah. I'd fuck him with my dick. <laughs> with my big dick. How old is Tim Roth? <laughs> Give me his birth year. <laughs> it's a little bit more information than I needed, Vincent, but you go right ahead. Man, I was watching A Few Good Men last night mm-hmm. on AMC. Or I think it was AMC. Mm-hmm. First of all, that movie is never not engaging. Mm-hmm. But it also may be the single best movie to have in your pocket for playing the Kevin Bacon game. Yeah. Not only because Kevin Bacon's in it, which mm-hmm. is just kind of funny, 
But you've got high-level A-list stars, yep. Tom Cruise, Demi Moore, Jack Nicholson. You've got your mid-level stars, Kevin Bacon and the like. You've got weird ones like Christopher Guest yeah. and uh, Noah Wiley. Cuba Gooding Jr. is in here as a witness. Um, it's just I, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, all those motherfuckers well, are in that movie. You not only have that movie, but you also have Sleepers and you have Mystic River yeah. and all those. Yeah. those that's it's funny though i was reading who was it what was i reading that said that uh kevin bacon was sort of an arbitrarily picked uh actor because they because <laughs> he's obviously in a lot of big multicast movies or big cast movies and uh someone figured out that the actual like uh actor that should be used is rod steiger <laughs> That's awesome. Marketing wise, you're not going to do Rod Steiger, but <laughs> Rod Steiger apparently has so many connections to so many stars That's that awesome. like that getting getting to him is not. I mean, it, it's still hard. Like you know, if you still want to try to do Chaplin or somebody like that, you know, that was the thing back in the day when the Kevin Bacon game was big. I'd be like, all right, let's do Charlie Chaplin, and they get it in three. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, holy shit, Chaplin yeah. was in this, and then there's like, oh, 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 it was. It's not that far. Is there an algorithm like online? Yeah, that, that does probably. this now? The University of Bacon at uh, something like North Carolina or something like that, that. takes the fun out of it. But by the game the way. was the game, like actually like figuring this out. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. The way we always played it was not. We didn't even play kevin bacon we would just throw out two actors mm -hmm. and see who could get there the, in the fastest number we played it like name that tune i can get mm -hmm. there in three moves or five moves or whatever yeah that's that that's how it's played but like in in you know in between sessions i would go and uh go on the computer and like i would type in some obscure actors and a lot of times it was surprising how quick you could get to it that's you know? awesome did you ever uh beat the system did you ever uh, find anybody that that was more than six moves no oh, i think it's impossible no is it really i mean unless you unless you just go on the far unless you pick like somebody who's five years old now like you pick that simpkins kid from jurassic world mm -hmm. and then you pick somebody from a 1902 film maybe then but even then i just think it's too you would have to pick somebody mm -hmm. who has no credits other than that one movie essentially. right mm -hmm. um even if i don't know yeah uh, the guy who directed aragon <laughs> <laughs> but problem is aragon's cast is amazing yeah, so you can exactly. link him pretty easily i'm working on a new game i'm working on an idea for a new game about movies mm -hmm. a, a, a talkie game like this mm -hmm. called called common denominator i got to work out the rules but, but the premise would be i throw out three movies or i start i throw out two movies and the competitors try and guess what the common denominator is that I have chosen that, mm -hmm. that connects those two. Nobody gets it. We throw out a third movie. Nobody gets it. We throw out a fourth scoring based on how fast you get it. But it could be everything from movies with the first movies who have a character whose first name is Kevin to <laughs> movies directed by the guy who directed Aragon's cousin <laughs> or m movies based on a Stephen King no novella or what have you. But the, Basically, I got to come up with rules for how you set those categories, mm -hmm. and then I think there's a game there. You can even maybe even play it on the podcast. Yeah, you could do uh, 2000s era sexist comedies featuring what movie stars. Want? Hitch, <laughs> <laughs> probably probably a dozen more. Honestly, at this point, yeah. that thing reminds me because I was thinking of some of the complications that this is why you have to sort figure out the rules. But like some of the complications that could arise when you say come up with the common denominator and like. 
there's multiple there's comedy. more than one right and and uh i remember uh playing trivia one night and you remember like they used to always do that countdown clue where the first the first one was 15 the second one was 10 and then the third was five um and we were really good at that because we had movie people on our table and like of course everybody else was struggling and just you know <laughs> fuck you and your art and history and science i know <laughs> um but uh but they did this one where it was the name the actor and then the 15 point one was uh this actor was in nobody's fool he was in uh he was in verdict and blah 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 and i was like oh paul newman and i i neglected the third one because usually on that first clue it's like you get a couple of them mm-hmm. then you pretty much got it and i flipped in paul newman real quick no problem I'm like we got that shit and then 10 point clue comes up and it's like uh you know uh pulp fiction and uh <laughs> and uh die hard and shit and i was like <laughs> i was like i was like when, when, it, when it, i was like where was bruce willis in the fucking verdict <laughs> <laughs> and if you go and look at uh the imdb he is an uncredited juror in the verdict and i was like you can't put that as a clue that's some bullshit yeah and i went over i went over to the host and i was like i mean paul newman was in two of those movies bruce willis was an uncredited juror he wasn't Uh in that movie Um, I, I i saw it once i think i even talked on the podcast this this is one that i was at halfway through but she's kind of like a willing kidnapping she is yeah. yeah and so my friends come home i'm halfway through they're like what's this about and then i tried explaining it and it was the most ridiculous sentence i've it, ever said in my life he but, does kidnap her and then she poses as his wife it's kind of like the indie excess back <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's okay to say right I guess today it is. No, it is. <laughs> back I don't... in back in two thousand six or whatever when this when did this movie come out? Nineteen ninety nine. Back in nineteen ninety nine. Oh, it might have been good then too. No, <laughs> 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 there's a period of time. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting cut, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it when something starts like that. There's no chance this is making. Up. I demand more nudity.